Hello. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, we are here. Diane State of Mind hasn't seen each other in a while, man. What's good? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? What's up, Nick Nick Nation? Um, yeah, what's up? <laughs> like some changes going over there, man. I can see your eyes, I can see your face is going, that you got the hat and shit. <laughs> it, it's funny because if you read the top of the hat, it says Arkham Asylum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think you belong there. Oh man, but um yeah, salute, salute, man. I'm uh, appreciate being on here today. Uh let's talk. Yeah, man, what's, <laughs> what's good with you, man? What's what's new? What's new? Um, anything new? Anything new going on? I didn't I didn't hear it, but I heard uh, um people was talking about it that that um you uh was snapping on some cats in the in the Twitter spaces. What's going on in the Twitter spaces, man? Nah, Twitter Spaces is here's my thing about Twitter Spaces. It's it's about the same convos over and over and over. So you know, you you, you try to like get past certain stuff. And yeah. I was snapping at dudes because you know, like shut the fuck up about Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> it's, it's over. Like we 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 gotta move on. Um, we got who we got on the team right now and. You know, it's just time to move on. That that's the reason why I was snapping at dudes. It, it's the same repetitive convo over and over. And when I had a Twitter Spaces yesterday, when I held one, I just tried to talk about different things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, try to shed light on the team and try to talk about um Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish, but not pinning them against each other. Yeah, basically. So that's what I tried to do. But yeah, man, that, that's that's the main thing. Like like not not putting. The players against us and, and you know us against each other and all that stuff at this point in time like everybody is is waiting because i mean you see the media you see how the media is crying like because like, they can't get into the room to ask rg a stupid ass question you know they fiending for like like um this guy uh berman was on the the um nick's fan brazil show yeah and, and he's over there they can't even understand what the hell he's saying he's over there crying over there oh they need to put it in there i would have asked him a great question you know like get out of here man come on man uh we're, we're tired of it ain't we like you just said it in so much so many words we're tired of that already it's over i, I mean i try to listen i i agree with james dolan as far as like banning the media from interviews that's why i really don't care like i i i have no beef with james dolan doing this because y'all y'all always view us in a negative light y'all always post negative articles about the knicks um, y'all always talk down about any executive we have, black or white. Um, y'all always talk about James Dolan. They these people then said James Dolan is racist and, and all this garbage that we always hear. And you know, the Knicks is the team that has hired the most minorities in the NBA. And that's something I value. And I told somebody on Twitter earlier, like they was like, yo, Dolan needs to sell a team. I have no beef with D- James Dolan. Me personally, I, I'm not a I'm not a '90s Nick fan. I'm a, I'm a 2000s Nick fan, and and I I just have no beef with him. He's put minorities in 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 positions to succeed, and um, he's hired the most. Like, what are we complaining for? Like, he's yeah. he stepped away from butting into Nick issues and Nick trades, right? Because if 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 it was up to James Dolan. He would have definitely got Donovan Mitchell in the building, like if it was up to him. So, you know, 
James Dolan is allowing his guys to do their job, and I just have no beef with him. So him being in the media, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with him throwing out Charles Oakley. I have no problem with stuff like that, bro. Just me personally. Right, because, I mean, the thing is, we don't know what happened with Charles Oakley. All we know is we visually what happened. And then people are going about, oh, I love the Knicks because of Charles Oakley. Look at what he did to Oakley. But listen, you don't know the context, you know what I'm saying? And you're going to allow that to destroy us. And, and then you hear Charles, every time Charles Oakley says something about the Knicks, he got something crazy to say. And he's all he's doing is dividing us and drawing attention to us and causing that that traditional media swirl. You know, so like 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 you said, man, with with the Donovan stuff, you got to put it to bed. We got to put all that shit to bed because none of it matters. The only thing that matters is me and you, right now. So with the media stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of the habit of of saying media because we are the media. You know what I'm saying? We are the media. You know, the, everything that we do on Nick's Twitter, everything that we do on YouTube. Shout out to people that do it on other other platforms. And there's so many different channels out there. We are the media, and then we we need to we need to um you know conduct ourselves as such, but not like them. You know, with the bullshit, we need to, you know, keep it real with, with, the, with the way that we do things as a fan base and just bring it back to to the essence and take control because we have control now. Look at this shit. Yeah, because I, I personally don't I don't I don't watch ESPN. I'm be yeah. honest with you. Like, I, I don't have cable. What I have is Wi-Fi, media stream, media stream apps on, on my TV, on my smart TVs and, you know. I got YouTube, so, right. so and I got the whole Knicks got their own ESPN, yeah. right? I could watch about I could name off 10, 10 pods right now that I could watch on YouTube right now that I could get a lot of Nick content from. So I don't need to watch ESPN or none of those people to get Nick's content. So that's why I I've always agreed with James Dolan as far as like banning the media, like. Who the fuck are y'all? Yeah, y'all always put me in a negative light. Like, if you come into my establishment, my family owns a liquor business, right? So, if you come into my family's liquor business and you tell my family your liquor prices are always too high, okay, so you don't gotta come in here, motherfucker. Right? Like, come on now. But you come know, on. at the same time, too, how many things does does your family do um, to help the community? Because there's been a since since me and you known each other, you've there's been a couple things that you've done where you had like you know events you know to give back to everybody in the community. So that's the that's the difference too. Because I mean you don't have to pay the tickets, but at the same time I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? You know I got something for the community. You know like there's, there's going to be something that that everybody can can um, benefit from at, at one point or another. Whether it be a Knicks event that we have exclusively for season ticket holders, but they didn't forget about us. They still got other stuff that they keep everybody engaged, and that's the way it should be. Keep yeah. it, keep it tight, you know, and keep the bullshit out and keep it tight, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm not really too concerned about the media. Like they would have asked RJ all types of nonsense questions, like how would it feel for you to be a resident? You was almost a resident in Salt Lake City. Like I, I don't, I don't want to hear stuff like that. You get what I'm saying? Like I, I want to hear RJ just give me the regular company man lines that he's supposed to give me. Right after he got paid, right, right. <laughs> just just talk good about the company and let's move on. <laughs> the thing is, if they ask a spicy question, like they say, "Oh, hey, they almost traded you," you know, how does that make you feel? You know, they, they traded you and then they gave you the money. Can you trust these guys? Then what is RJ gonna say? RJ gonna be like, "Well, I'm glad I got the contract." You know, 
I'm here. I'm looking forward. I got my teammates. I'm looking forward to, uh, to working out for the fans, and I'm going to have a great season. That's what he's going to He's going to say some bullshit like that. So, I yes. mean, you ask a spicy question. They're just going to give you a cliche answer. So what is the, what is the point? And it's funny because those are, those are the type of bullshit questions I should be asking. <laughs> if you want me to, if you but you're not going to ask that question, though. You're not going to uh, ask I, that question. You ain't asking that question. I, I mean, I mean, but I, I kind of can though. If you, if it was reported that Leon Rose put RJ, Mitch, and Obi in a trade early July, but I just got off a recent pod with Swinney and those guys. Shout outs to those guys on the Strickland, and they said they don't believe that. They don't believe the Knicks was the first to make the offer. Who am I supposed to believe? I don't so, believe nothing the media say. <laughs> so I'm I, I, what we got to go off of, bro. We got to go off of what we watch from the whole Nick community, Nick content creators, right? Watch what we watch from our own eyes, and then we give our own assumption. Well, aside from assumption, we we know the business though. We know it's the business yeah. of basketball. If RJ said said to himself with his camp, same thing like KP. KP said, "Yo, man, I need some more." cloud up in his piece you know what i'm saying so nick said all right bye you know so then he just conducts his business the way he wants to he that's the way he should do it so i mean rg could have been like well listen i don't want to resign with you guys i'm gonna wait till my contract's up and i'm gonna do my thing but that's the business you know that's just the business the knicks can't take take it um because the knicks can be spicy and, and uh and try to hold it against them but i mean these guys everybody's entitled to do to you know to take care of their career the way they want to that just like the knicks the knicks are entitled to run their franchise the way they want to you know, yeah. so but you can but in between, like even though there could be friction and all, all these um, you know, like uh, you know, just bad blood and stuff like that, it don't have to be that way, you know, mm-hmm. it don't have to be that way. Same thing, like like we can me and you can curse each other out, but then it's like all right, see you Wednesday, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I see you next week or whatever we whatever you're gonna do it. It don't you know? It, there's a um, there's an understanding, you know, there's an understanding yeah. with in, in business and stuff. You know? That's, that's yeah, like I I have no like. Even if they had offered RJ and his deal, like I'm kind of really not mad at it. Um, that's just good business. That's what you're supposed to do. The the thing that was egregious to me was the whole Quentin Grimes is untouchable talks. Uh, you know, no disrespect to Quentin Grimes, but I, I can't. You know, it'll stay. I'm my sorry. bad. My bad, bro. But you see, you see this I'm, shit. I'm sorry, but throwing out your no. That's not criminal. He, Oakley was supposed to get thrown out, brother. Uh, the, the, thing, so the thing that annoys me about it is that, like, like if if you play for the team and he kicked out your wife or your parents, that's not mm-hmm. the same thing. Now no. we're not talking about that Charles Oakley touched, um, you know, or or, or Dolan touched Charles Oakley's booty hole or something like that. That's not what happened. Like nope. we don't know the the problems that these guys have behind closed doors, and it's not my problem. It's not my business. You know, if if Oakley whatever something happened, security is there. All right, listen, Oakley, you gotta leave. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because Oakley knew that he wasn't supposed to be there because because they banned him already. But he right. he went and bought his own ticket and just showed up. You know what I'm saying? So if he's walking through there, of course security's gonna let him in because I'm quite sure they like this. Yo, man, Oakley's here. Oh shit, Oakley's here. Fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, hope Dolan don't see him. Come on. And then they find out the motherfucker sitting right behind Oakley. All right, Oakley did this shit on purpose. You know, he did it on purpose because he could have sat anywhere in the arena and they probably would have left him alone. But he chose yes. to sit right behind Oakley, so he's fucking with with Dolan. You know that's one thing to, to to say about that, but I mean, you know, petty like bullshit, I, right? Bullshit. It's poppycock. <laughs> like we gotta come on. Yeah. What you just told me before we started, right? If something, if somebody's going too crazy with you on, on whatever, what you gonna do? 
what as far as like on, on so on, on social media like, if somebody say some spicy shit if, to you and you what you gonna do i have no problem with you talking spicy it's just that since i'm on the, my third twitter profile like if you continuously going spicy then i kind of have to block you to protect yeah. myself <laughs> there's a whole somebody made a whole uh Yu-Gi-Oh card with your face on this shit man i got to block you brother <laughs> you know block you like yeah. I, it, it's certain stuff that i can't i can't continuously go on about you know with this next team like i know we we pretty sure are gonna get into it in a little while but like I, i'm just so sick and tired of the media trying to paint you know james dolan and the knicks in a bad light and you know it's kind of garbage to me that you know they talk about the knicks in this way you know mark berman you, you could complain all you want but at the same time like you got to stop writing negative pieces about the knicks maybe if you write something positive the casual nick fan will have something to look at and read that's positive but no you guys always write negative articles so when you always writing something negative people will perceive the knicks as being negative so so it goes hand in hand yeah dennis with duane is still talking still talking about this shit, but look guess what i'm gonna do i got to block you brother <laughs> you know what i'm saying you need, you need to listen to what 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 um what people are saying to you you, you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. now like having this conversation with him about charles oakley what is that doing confusing the whole situation it's not about mm -hmm. charles oakley but he want to go hard about talking about charles oakley man why, why don't you go find charles oakley <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying go yeah. find him it's about the it's about the media brother and it's about how the media treats the next so like fans you don't you don't really need espn and none of those guys to watch get Knicks content you come here you could go to Eru's pie you go to mines you go to anybody's pod man sports live tv is on right now on my on my fucking flat screen shout out to sport, sports sports vibes tv my god you know it, it's come on you would get That's, so yo, much he's, he's like your doppelganger he looks a lot like you man oh come on you guys look a lot alike man I, I people show too. I, I, I dig the way he does it. You know, you know what I'm saying. We we were definitely two different styles, but you know, I, you know, I dig the way he does this shit over there. He does good stuff. But like, he looks just like you. He's like like the Kang variant of state and shit. Oh man, shout out to um sports vibes, man. That's my guy. I did a couple pods with with my guy, man. Okay. Um, but the, but the media be on some BS, man. Eru, can you please play the Donovan Mitchell interview? Um. Well, so we one? can yes so we could no no the one way yes so we can nip this so we can nip this in the butt pause i want to i want to put this to bed it's in the bud the bud like it's like, the a, bud. like a rose you know what I'm saying nip it in the bud <laughs> not nip it in the butt that's a little yeah that's a little I, I, problematic mean, <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> that's a little I, problematic yeah. fire for that fire for that <laughs> oh man oh, but, but you know, let's let's kill a noise with this Donovan. Let, let, let's talk Donovan real quick. All right, let's get busy. Where's the play button? I think you just tapped the screen, right? Ooh. You know, the number one speculation as far as where you're headed was New York, where you're where you're from. What is or was your interest in going to New York? Um, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, all summer I, I wouldn't say much, but you know, for me it was, you know, once Rudy got traded, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. You know, it's kind of you know. I think we all did, you know, and I think we understood we had a, we had a good run. Um, I kind of had a feeling I was going to get moved. I, like I said, I thought it was New York. I'm not going to lie to y'all, but you know, obviously, <laughs> next 
Next to their mom, you know, and I've, I've lived at home since I was like in eighth grade. I've been at boarding school and that sort of been nice. But, you know, like I said, for me, I once I found out I got traded and what we came, what we're going into like that trumped everything for me. You know, I'm like I said, I'm truly excited to be here, to be part of this group, to be a part of the city. Um, Y'all saw I had the Cavs jersey on when I was like five, <laughs> six, whatever it was. But um, like, you know, I was I was a look, I was a LeBron. Here you stopped the damn video. My man, I feel him though, man. Because I, when I was a kid, I used to wear the Golden State Warriors um jerseys, you know, because for whatever reason, because I was a kid, Eru. <laughs> you're entitled to do that, though. That was so. one of the most disappointing interviews <laughs> oh, man. I've heard in a while. Is <laughs> it, 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 it was. It was disgusting to hear. Um, I apologize to all Nick fans um, about this whole Donovan Mitchell ordeal. I apologize to you, Eru, if we we had our differences on this. Danny Ainge was dealing in bad faith. That's that's what I got from that. When I when you work in a hospital for six years, you know body language, and his body language right there was. Danny Ainge told me I was going to New York, and he said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm sending you to Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> That's what that told me right there. And um, Leon Rose was not trying to give up the house, and I respect it. And I, apologize. I felt he was wrong for not trying to get Spider-Man. It felt depressing hearing Spider-Man in Cleveland, but I was wrong. I, I, I was definitely wrong on that just going off the body language and how he presented himself today and said what he said, even the wine horse, Danny Ainge, man, that's dealing in bad faith. He didn't want to send him to the Knicks. He's a Celtics to the core. Yeah. You don't, you don't like the Knicks, man. Come well, on. You know, back to Donovan with this shit, man. You, you can, you can see, you know, it hurt, man. Cause I mean, he could say, you know, that he had Cleveland jerseys back in, in whatever. Yeah. That's just him trying to clean it up. Cause the, uh, you know, the media guy is trying to spin something. So he's trying to spin it back. So that you're just trying to be nice. He's a good kid, man. You're trying to be trying to be good. But you know it hurt, man. He you know he loved New York. He, he, he you know, he's always in the Mets facilities and you know in the offseason and whatever. He's always in New York. So you know he definitely wanted to be a Nick. You know, yeah. but nothing you could do. So same thing, like we're trying to say, put this to bed. He put it to bed too. He said, Listen, man, fuck it. I'm here. I got a good point guard. I got some young guys with me. I'm I'm here. Fuck it. You know, it does, that's basically what it, the, all, all he could say, really. You know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him, but I'm also happy for us. Um, I'm I'm happy for us because me and you had we, we we had a couple conversations about the wing position, and me and you was talking about um, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, and Quan Grimes, and I was a dominant with you early on. Like I don't need to see Evan Fournier no more, and I thought Evan Fournier was going to be in Utah. So now that I know that he's not going to be in Utah, um, it's up to Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish to actually beat this guy out for minutes, like and actually beat it, like beat this guy out. Um, yeah. it, and it's two separate narratives, and um, I just want to tackle the the whole Quinn Grimes narrative, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong or not on the way I feel about this. But you know, Quinn Grimes averaged six six points last season two and one, right? When you hold him out of trade negotiations for a guy that averaged 20 points, 
since his rookie year, since Allen Iverson, that tells me that you have utmost confidence in this kid, right? Um, I sent you a picture on Instagram about the highest point jump averages in the NBA history. Mm-hmm. If you could share that, please. Oh, you just now, sent it just now? Uh, I, I, I've been sent that. I've been sent it. It's definitely there, though, for sure. And um, I want to believe in Quinn Grimes. You get what I'm saying? And I'm not interested in talking to you about Cam Reddish starting because if Cam Reddish beats out Quinn Grimes, that's another knock on Leon Rose because you held Quinn Grimes untouchable in these Donovan Mitchell trades. So I, I want to see. I want to see it. You know, um, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. Uh, defender. Uh, I, I liked what I seen from last season, even though the box scores don't don't match what you see with your eyes. But at the same time, <clears throat> Quinn Grimes could could he could be a special player. You never know. Um, I don't. I just don't want to sit here and doubt him. But at the same time, when you make him untouchable for Donovan Mitchell, hey, or the gloves are. The, if you thought the Pampers was off for RJ, they're definitely off. I'm not giving RJ no excuses next season. None whatsoever. And I love RJ. Quentin Grimes? Eru, if he scores under 10 points, we're going to be having a discussion. Every pod. Every single podcast. What? Well, you made you made a point, though. I mean, the guys, you know, guys had to beat, beat dudes out. Here's yes. one thing too. I'll throw a guy in because everybody's talking about Cam Reddish. Look at look at this kid right here. The the, the kid that Brunson is talking Ooh, to. Ooh, Farron Hunt. Shout out to Farron Hunt. Now listen, skill set, you know, Farron Hunt is a nobody. Farron Hunt is a nobody. But at the same time, uh, you know, people people um get better. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not about who got the mo- more skill, it's about who got the most work ethic. Now, if I'm looking at work Can ethic, I give this you two kid, examples. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, PJ Tucker, both went overseas, both came back to the league. Both made both carved out um great NBA careers, in my opinion. Yeah. But you know, aside from that, this there's, there's a lot of a lot of players that, that did the same thing, like you just said, and not just came back to be role players, they came back and dominated, you know. Shout right. out to um Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason was one of those guys early in his career. You know, Steven Jackson was one of those guys early in his career, and they went on to develop to become something more than they should have been. You know, Anthony Mason, you know, dribbling and all this other stuff, becoming like a uh, you know, the the first one of the first um like really point power forwards and stuff like that. He's a revolutionary the game and shit. Steven yeah. Jackson as well. You know, Steven Jackson should have been he could have been in a lot of places, not, not to tell you the truth, Steven Jackson. Right. You know, but um, he ended up, you know. Can can you real quick, Eru? Uh, yeah. Damn, I keep calling you my fault, man. Uh, can you give me some Anthony Mason history real quick, man, please? Uh, Anthony Mason was I from what I was told at, at my job is Anthony Mason was like Draymond Green a little bit. He could bring up the ball. He could do a little bit of everything. Um, can you give him a little history lesson on Anthony Mason real quick? Like, how the hell did he get on the Knicks? And, like, what was his, like, main role on the Knicks when he actually was on the Knicks? Well, it's context is everything. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, John Starks is under the same cloth. Uh, Chris Childs is under the same cloth. There's a quite a few, um, say Mario Ellie. There's a quite a few players that came up in the NBA that, that came from that cloth where there was no G League. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't make the, if you didn't do well in college, you didn't make it into the NBA, you was gone. You know, you was overseas, you was playing in Puerto Rico, you was playing in Guatemala, you was playing in, you was playing wherever somebody would let you play. They had the CBA, 
you know, and the CBA was crazy. CBA, the guys were playing in like in the rec room gyms and stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So in order to get to get seen, you had to go, you had to go so crazy. So I mean, you know, that that's what um Mason did. Mason played like you know, in all these different leagues, yeah, uh, you know, in Puerto Rico and stuff like that, and Venezuela, mm-hmm. I think he played in, you know, a couple of different places, man. So it, these guys um were like um they literally were diamonds in the rough, mm-hmm. you know. They literally that, that's where the terms come from. It, it comes from from that era, diamonds in the rough. So when once he came here, the thing like I'm trying to say with with Farron Hunt, you know, uh, just for working so hard, working hard, he surprised mm-hmm. a lot of people because Anthony Mason wasn't supposed to make the Knicks, you know, because he he already had a shot with the Nets, he didn't make it. You know, but then when he made it to the um, when he got to the Knicks, his second chance, he made sure that, that everybody saw him and made sure the Knicks kept him. Yeah, want to know what's so crazy? Like, I, I like that. I I, I kind of like that comparison. Um, as far as like the Starks uh, journey, the Anthony Mason journey to like a guy like Farron Hunt, because what if he does make the roster and what if he does carves out a a, a good you know role on the Knicks? Um, shout out to Farron Hunt, man. He he actually joined us on a on a Nick Spaces yeah. um the day before yesterday. And I like the fact that he interacts with the fans. Um yeah. I like I, I like the fact that most of the Nick players are interacting with the fans, not just Farron Hunt. Like I like the fact that RJ Barrett, he came up under one of my tweets, which was surprising to me. <laughs> Cause I I didn't think like Nick players was like that. And the fact that R.J. Barrett replied to me, the fact that Mitchell Robinson had replied to Jay directly, um, it, it shows that Nick players are, are watching. The fact that Julius Randle was on Twitter, at, uh, was on um, Instagram actually replying back to Nick fans, that's a positive for me. Um, that that shows that they're tapped in. Like, they know what we want. Like, we, we're not so – we're a very passionate fan base. And I seen the, I seen earlier when the Knicks shared the whole Julius Randle wall post thing, and you know a lot of Knicks fans is like, no, don't share it and stuff like that. But you know, I, I just trying to be positive and stuff like that. Like I'm kind of glad like we got the players that we got. Like none of them are, are, are guys that's they they don't seem too high maintenance. Um, they don't seem too untouchable. Like these guys are actually interacting with the fans and and they seem like good kids you know randall's a a, a whole he, he's a family man derrick rose is a family man <laughs> you know I, I don't know what isaiah harnstein does but i know he punches trees and shit because he looks like a tough german so I, I i know he doing something crazy he's a family guy too he got he he's married to his um his lady also you know so he's doing his thing oh, too. That, that's great that's great, and he's twenty four, so that tells me that he's mature beyond his his age. Well, well check this, man. Ain't, ain't no ain't no players sliding in in these reporters DMs anymore. You know, they not they they used to have those guys on the phone and they call them to get scoops and stuff like that. They don't do that no more. You know, it's it's a new day. So now instead of talking to the to the media guys that they can't stand talking to, they just rather talk to you straight. Go on Twitter and see who's talking about me. Boop. Stays talking shit about me. That ain't true, bro. Boop. Oh, shitty. I can't believe. Listen, believe it. <laughs> you don't believe it. You know, I, these I, guys These guys are not afraid to be around us. They in the street. They in the, they in the street walking around. And you know, that's why, fans are just running into these cats, you know? That's a fact. And that's why I can respect, like, guys like Farron Hunt and guys like Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, all, know all these guys, like, all my Nick players. Like, every player on my team, like, I could, I could respect the roster that they got 
together because all of these guys is high character. And um, I, I like the way that they don't be in the media and they don't, as far as like being in the media, they're never in trouble and stuff like that. So I appreciate stuff like that. But, you know, Quentin Grimes, um, he's untouchable. Yeah. So <laughs> we got to we got to post that picture. Uh, go ahead. Want me to post that picture that, that you said? Yes. Um, that has to do with Quentin Grimes? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, this picture, right, the reason why I sent this to Eru is because Quentin Grimes has a chance to be a part of NBA history. So when I say a part of NBA history, these are the players that had the biggest jumps in points per game in NBA history. Now, we mean, we all know that Grimes averaged six points last season. So if management believes in him, I feel like they're going to put him in a position to succeed and get the shots that he needs. So on this list, I see Devin Booker, um, Gail Goodrich, DeMar DeRozan, Reggie Miller, LaMarcus Aldridge, Jerry Stackhouse, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Martin, Rick Barry, Antoine Jameson, Jim Paxson, uh, Michael Adams, Zach Randolph, Wilt Chamberlain, Nate Archibald, uh, Bob McAdoo, Jerry West, CJ McCullough. He has a chance. Yeah, I, I see. It. I mean, history, <laughs> history is there. You know, so when, when people when, when people say stuff, like it's not, it's like, oh, it's not, you don't have to bring it from imagination. You could just pull it, like you just told me, pull this up, you put it up there, and you could see it. It has happened. You know, look at look at CJ McCullough. That's the first name that I, that I saw. 6.8 points, and then he went to 20. Yeah. You understand? I, I could see because they're kind of similar. I want to say, I want to say, you know, but him, him and CJ are very similar because I, I see CJ as a, as a shooting guard, but he has a lot of point guards um skills too. You know, he's good to play, he could play off the ball and that type of thing. I can see him being kind of like a CJ, you know, what's it's not that far from the imagination. So, so my comp for Danny, um, Danny, <laughs> my comp for Quentin Grimes was Danny Green, but if he reaches like his ceiling. I got Michael Finley, um, Michael Red, and I got Katino uh, Mobley. Um, when I think of Quinn Grimes, like those are the three guys, like I instantly think of. Uh, great shooting guards, by the way. Like I, I grew up in the era with great shooting guards. And matter of fact, let me ask you this question. Yeah. And, and, and this is to the whole Quinn Grimes and shooting guard position. Can you say that today's era of shooting guards is probably like the worst collection of, of, mm. of eras that you've seen? As far no, as like if, if you group them into the 90s from 1990 to 2000, 2000 to 2010, 2010 to 2020, is this like the worst collection? Because to me, this is the worst. As far as like talent, spunk, it, it, this. Well, I mean, there's been, you know, there's been eras, you know, where there's the talent seemed like it was, you know, not as, as popular in the, not as popular, but not as popping. I want to say like in the 80s, maybe the 80s, you know, they probably wasn't really like the 80s and maybe early 90s. There wasn't really like a lot of um, guards like that, shooting guards. But I mean, it, it really depends on how you look at it. Because like, say like a guy like Mitch Richmond, he's one of the greatest shooting guards ever, but he always played on shitty teams. His teams never won. 
You know, and then you talk about Run DMC. I think Run DMC that that um that shit only lasted like two seasons. You one know? season, I believe. Yeah, or you know whatever, like one and a half. Then they started trading them. Yeah. So you know, you know, the, you know, during the '90s or so, there wasn't really like a lot of because like all the major teams. They, if you think of Sacramento, they had um Doug Christie. You know, Doug Christie was wasn't a big major shooting guard. You know, no, serviceable. He yeah, was he was good. good. Yeah, he was damn good. I, I yo, I love Doug Christie. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. Shout out to John Starks, but John Starks was trash to tell you the truth. He was just like he used to get hot, you know. And that year that he went to the All Star game, he was only averaging seventeen points per game. But so so, did I? Who's the best shooting guard in today's NBA? Ah oh, man, that's crazy. That's look, a, look, 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 look yeah. you, you can't even give me a direct name. I can't. Yeah, you can't really do it. I mean, it's all, it's all the same, you know, the same names that everybody keeps talking about. But when you say their names, she's like, eh. like my man, my man in Phoenix, right? Uh, Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. When, when you say it, you don't. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Easy. Go to 2010. Kobe, Wade, probably AI. Probably your top three. What? Yeah, and then then some people on you know you know put T Mac in that position too. They had him at two at two guard. I I didn't even T Mac if he was a shooting guard in today's NBA here be the best shooting guard by far. It's not even close. You know Vince Carter played a lot of shooting guard when he was with the Nets. He was crazy. I I didn't know that that Vince Carter had a handle and until he got to the Nets. When he got to the Nets, he was crossing cats like crazy and then jump up and banging on you. You know, yo, I like. That whole era, even Ray Allen, yeah. he's probably like your seventh best shooting guard. Yo, <laughs> not for but you say that, but Ray Allen during the, during the time, even though there, there might have been like seven dudes better, that motherfucker, when he was with the Bucks, he was a beast, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a beast. You know, that Bucks team is underrated too. You're talking about Big Rob, you know, Big um, Dog um, Robinson, you know, over there. They had a couple other guys too in the mix. You know, Vin Baker they had over there. They had a couple different players and stuff, but. I mean, he was a beast. How, how, how can we forget Ginobili? I would never forget Ginobili. Yeah. Yeah, you can't never. Forget. You know Gino- Ginobili was cold. What? Nasty, man. And, and, you know, I, if I could compare question. Ginobili, Ginobili is like Booker. But, you know, but but well, what I'm trying to say is that like on a on a championship team in that era, Booker mm-hmm. would be would be off the bench the way that Mo- the Ginobili was because somebody else would start. On a good day. I might take Ginobili over Booker. On a good on a good day, you ask me, I I, I might take Ginobili over Booker. Yeah. With he, all due respect. Hey, yeah, he, he was erratic. He was a little bit erratic sometimes, but you know, when he was locked in, man, that motherfucker was best just as good as what? anybody out there. Yeah. I, yo, Gin- yo, Ginobili is cold, bro. Like, That's another dude, too. Nobody talks about Steve Smith before his knees went out. Or before, yeah. excuse me, before the Knicks bust their ass in the playoffs that year, <laughs> that's that's when his career was over. When uh, when the Knicks laid it, laid him out, him and Matumbo and them cats just ended everybody's career. With Mookie Bolt, Blaylock, um, what's the name? Mookie Blaylock, the point guard. All those guys was done after that fucking series. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, but, but Steve Mookie Smith was was Blaylock. nice though. Steve Smith, yeah, was nice. yeah. It, it it it's like today's era of shooting guards is so like they're not hard to beat. Like it, it's not it's not a hard position to to man. So when you got a guy like Quentin Grimes, it's like <laughs> he could he could he could do some things. You if you're looking at it from a positive standpoint, um, I forgot I, I forgot the guy's name. Where's my phone? I got I got to go get my cell phone. But 
we had, I, it was a thread that I was reading and it was about Quentin Grimes and was talking about how, why the Knicks would make him untouchable in all deals. And it was a good thread. Um, it, and it was talking about Grimes' uh, uh, position, position, and it was talking about Grimes' efficiency, and it was also talking about Grimes as far as like the player he can be. And I, I really liked it. And as soon as he, um Dow pulls this, pulls this, yep. Shouts to Tag. Yeah, um, his actual Twitter Twitter name is IQ43. That's his, that's his actual Twitter name. Yeah. Yes. I do I do not follow him, but I gotta gotta make sure I change that. Yeah. Well, I do follow him. My bad. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't I do follow him. Shout out to shout out to this thread because it gives you a, like a clear insight of why the Knicks would view Quentin Grimes untouchable, and everybody needs a three and D player on their championship team. I don't, I don't care what. What what you talking about? Like Andrew Wiggins, Danny Green, you know, you need Shane Battier. You need those type of role players that help you win championships. Yo, Cully, I think Mookie Blaylock is locked up. I think Google that shot. I think I think he just got locked up on some on some crazy shot. I think he got locked up on something. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. Mookie Blaylock had the whole. If you ever played NBA Live 2002 and 2003, he had the lock icon. He had the- yeah, he used to steal the shit out of the ball, out of the ball, man. That motherfucker used to steal. Oh man, well, um, Quinn Grimes. How do you feel about Quinn Grimes? Well, uh, you remember, remember the famous shit where I said that he was tr- hot garbage. You know, at, at when I first my first meeting with Quinn Grimes. Well, mm-hmm. I, I totally, I'm totally on another level with that shit now, man. He's a he's a really good player, you know. Regardless of all the stats we're gonna look at, you know, you know, like the eye tests and all that stuff, the eye tests and the fields and stuff like that matches up to what the numbers say. So, yeah. so you know, even though we say that, like when with the whole untouchable stuff, I, I don't really like the untouchable argument because it's like, like when you look at him, you feel that way though. You know, you feel like yo, I think this guy is gonna be actually pretty good because uh, yo, if you think about it. Like, like we talked about it on the pod before. Like, what was the last player the Knicks get the, the Knicks drafted that um that went to another team and did good? It was Trevor Ariza. Yeah, and that's not a really a good narrative to to harp on. That's why I don't really like bring that up, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, people get called out on it, you know. Because if you think about it, yo, the Knicks every time they get rid of somebody, they go somewhere else and they and they do this. They that is inaccurate. It's only yeah. tre- Trevor Ariza. But that's trying to slight the that's trying to slight the Carmelo Anthony trade. Or yeah. the trade was never the problem. It was the actions after the trade that was the problem. Right. You know? Oh, I like this comparison right here from Harlem C- CEO. Yeah. That might be the best comparison I heard in a while. Um Rip Hamilton was a monster. I, I don't know if. A lot of you kids, you know, know about Rip Hamilton, but Rip was money from mid-range. Love Rip Hamilton's game. Um, and these are the numbers right here. You know, the on-ball perimeter defense. He brings a plus point, uh, a plus 1.38 value. Then 91st percentile, that's an A. The, the real adjusted turnover rate, 0.13, that's a B. Um I don't really care about none of that stuff. But the yeah. on-ball perimeter defense, that's what I care about. Everything else is poppycock to me. 
because <laughs> I don't I don't view basketball with math. Just yeah, me neither. I don't, I don't believe in I don't believe in that either, man. Because I'm not you know that's nerd shit. I'm not I'm not at the game with a with a calculator. What did he What did he do just now? Let me put it no, into the thing there. Like, you know, actually, you know, like that's not how I talk. That's not how anybody should talk about the game. But there are guys that do that, man. But shout out to them. They do that thing. And if you like it, go find them because it ain't it ain't over here, man. You know what no. I'm saying? The, the only two stats I care about on this list right here, if we want to be a little nerdy, is the on-ball perimeter defense stat and the off-ball chaser defensive stat. <laughs> if you want me to be very honest with you, and both of them is an A and, and the other is an A-. minus. So, and, and the eye test. Yeah, some of the – I don't need this. The yeah. eye test tells me Grimes is a hell of a defender. He can defend. That's yeah. a fact. That that's what um may, maybe become a fan of his because like I said yo this guy is hot garbage man this guy's not gonna be nothing but then after the third by by the third game of that of that first summer league the first not the not the one that just passed I'm talking about the one before that mm -hmm. first summer league that third game I was a fan because everything you just see on the screen ladies and gentlemen I was I was it, that it was an agreement especially what you're saying the all the on ball perimeter defense he's fantastic man. on ball bro you know, and then what's fast. the other one the other one was off ball chaser. Yes, yes, sir. He's fantastic going through screens, bro, and commu and communicating and filling spot spaces and stuff. He's fantastic. But what you just said matches the numbers too, because look at the ball screen navigation, right? <laughs> it's not like a feature in a new Mercedes. It said, "Look at the look at the the ball, you know, whatever, you know, navigation." Like, <laughs> yep, yo, yo, Sully. I don't know if I'm saying your name wrong. I always say everybody's name wrong. I, I go off impact as well. I don't go off the numbers, bro. I never go off the numbers. I didn't grow up. The, I, I didn't grow up watching basketball off a calculator. I grew up in the era where your cable box had red letters on the front of it, and it was square. <laughs> no, not even square. It was something. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, you. Listen, I remember when cable came out <laughs> you know what i'm saying shout out to jarell you know you know yeah, oh, this, is, this is a good point too because football this analytics shit you need it in football because football got too many players there's too much um uh, variables and things like that, mm -hmm. that you know that you have to worry about to to balance your team to get the team on the right path but we're talking about five guys man five against five and and everything is improvisation football yeah. for the most part Football, football can be improvised, you know, with the skilled players. But if you put a score on one team against the next team, it, it doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. Because look at Dan Marino, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter how good X Y Z is. But you got to have a good collective team, and then you have, and on top of that, you got to be able to out math the other team because the yep. other team got all kind of clipboards and all kind of coaches and shit, you know. So it's a whole different yeah. ball game. Yeah, football really matters. Like when I when I talk about Daniel Jones and I bring up his turnovers, like that really matters. When I bring up Daniel Jones and I say you really need a franchise quarterback in order to get far in football, that really matters. The numbers matters with your franchise quarterback. Like basketball, like you could watch the game and you could tell like when a guy's impacting the game negatively or positively, easily, easily. Yo, check out baseball too. Baseball, you you could do the same thing. You say, "Let's listen. This guy's not good on a Friday. Friday, mm -hmm. he's usually fucked up. He missed his second start. You know, you know what I'm saying. He got an achy wrist, so that means that his slider might be, you know, all these little things. And then like like um, you know, certain points of the game, we got to get his pitch count to a certain amount. And then you know, then we could start attacking him. And then we'll move the infield. And you know, you know what I'm saying. All these little things that 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 um, that I can keep going on and on just about baseball. It does not apply with basketball. It just that this yeah. doesn't apply. Nope. Yeah.
does not apply. You you don't have to use, you know, numbers for basketball all the time because my one of my favorite basketball players of all time, Allen Iverson, he was not efficient. So it's no point in bringing up a calculator for Allen Iverson, to be honest. Yeah, that motherfucker wasn't even practicing. <laughs> <laughs> practicing. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the famous shit, right? Oh man. But but Grimes, you know, right here says Grimes was a great shooter. And this was interesting to me. I think this was the most positive tweet that my guy Tag sent out. Um, out of the whole thread. And, and it basically says for people that's listening to the audio, Grimes did nothing but shoot threes last year. 98th percentile and three-point percentage, three-point attempt rate. He shot 38% from three on 4.1 attempts on and 41% on catch and shoot threes. Compared to Evan Fournier's 39% from three on 7.7 attempts from three and 39% well, basically 40% on catch-and-shoot threes. So what this tells me right there within that one tweet, Grimes could easily fill the position role that Evan Fournier filled last year. Easily. Easily. Um, very similar, you know? Very, very similar. Uh, it's just that guys like me and you are logical and Tibbs is not logical. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah, we, that's one thing we get. Like, we definitely gonna have to deal with that, because yeah, you know what's gonna happen. Like, just um, just just out of you know, out of respect for the older player too, he's gonna he's probably gonna start, wasn't he? Unless Quentin Grimes pops in there and everybody goes, yo, you know, because Julius Randle already gave Quentin Grimes a, a you know a big endorsement without even really being asked. Uh, Fer- I, I, I was trying to say that with Farron Hunt. Farron Hunt said said that he's gonna be Jordan Poole. You know, he's you know they, they get the vibe that this guy he, he's that good that he's gonna break out to be something. <laughs> so if if they keep saying it like like Whitney Houston, they, they you know respect the dead. I'm just joking around and stuff. But they were saying Whitney Houston was was a crackhead for like years, and but I was like not saying no crackhead, but I said yo bro, if you keep, if they keep saying it for 20 years, you a crackhead, then man, you was a fucking crackhead. You know, and it shot you know, and it, it came out that she really was like that. You know, so you know. That's a bad joke, I guess. But I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, Quentin Grimes, if they keep saying the same shit about him, then they, then then they must something must be okay with that. Something must be real with that. I mean, hey, <laughs> the numbers show it right here. I mean, yeah. you know, and then watching Summer League, you know, going into Quentin Grimes Summer League numbers, Grimes averaged 23, 23 points, basically, five rebounds and four assists. And in summer league, he definitely looked better. You know, that wasn't alarming to me. Um, summer league, he looked more comfortable. He looked like he was aggressive. That's what I wanted to see. I didn't care about his percentages in summer league. I wanted him to shoot the ball and shoot the ball 30 times if you have to in summer league. You're the guy. Yeah. There should be no reason why you're deferring to anybody. So oh, look his- how nice, look how good he is. He's mentally um to the point where he knows he got to get his guys um involved. You know, it's just that that's his game. He's just a good basketball player. He know he got to get the shots. He could take them, but he knows that I need my guys. See, that's the that's the difference. The the, the logic. You know, he yeah. he he's in tune with with the game. He knows the game. He's smart. He's a smart kid. Yeah, smart. Yeah, smart basketball player. That's that's another thing I like about Quinn Grimes. And, it, and uh, another thing you could always appreciate is the 4.6 rebounds per game from him in summer league. The one thing I loved about Andrew Wiggins, his whole playoff run, he rebounded the ball, bro. And he rebounded 
aggressively. That opened up his whole game. That's my problem with Cam Reddish and Quinn Grimes. Not R.J. Barrett because he's top five in small forwards in rebounds per game. But those other boys got to get more aggressive. Yeah, that, that's the thing, too. Another thing, just being around champions, especially Draymond Green. I'm quite mm-hmm. sure Draymond Green, because, I mean, my thing is I don't like the yelling. You don't have to yell. You can still mm-hmm. talk to somebody in, in so many different ways. Well, I mean, we was talking about that offline. You know, before I came on here, I had, like, I was doing my dad's stuff. You know, like, my, my kid is um, doing his homework. He's having a little trouble understanding things, you know, but he's different than my other son. So, you know, I, I talk to them both the same way. If I, you know, I know one one can't take the yelling, but I'm going to still yell at, at you or whatever. If I'm going to say it, it's gonna, it might come off yelling, but at the same time, it's context. I, I, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but listen, here's the lesson now. You know, I got your attention. Here's the lesson. You know, so so that that's the thing. No matter how you give the message out, there has to be a lesson. There has to be something. So, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, you know, I'm just saying all this long shit because Andrew Wiggins, he was always already good already. He was averaging 20, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the, like 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 we were saying with the Julius Randle, those stats don't matter. Because, I mean, when it comes down to winning, you have to get your role straight. You got to know what the fuck is going on. You got to know what you what, what is at stake. You got to know what is at stake. So. When you're talking about Wiggins rebounding the ball like a madman, and you know, he was playing really good at, at certain points in the finals, that motherfucker was dominant, you know, at certain stretches of, of the thing, man. So you don't you don't get that clarity until somebody can get that message off to you. And once you get it, then it's like, bam, I got it, baby. Let's go. Like Wiggins literally shut down Jason Tatum. Like literally, like shut him down. He shut him down. And when he guarded Jalen Brown, he shut him down too, literally. And and that's with coaching and and and, and believing in your players. And this is why, like, I get on a guy like Tom Thibodeau because Thibodeau say things like, you know, I, I wish I should have played Obi Toppin early in the season. Duh, motherfucker. Yeah. Duh, he played hard for you. That's all we want. Shout out to Paris Duggar, man. I saw a super chat earlier, man. I forgot, I forgot. I just saw you just now. You know, sometimes we get in the mix here. I forgot all about it, man. Oh, Always man. throwing rocks at us. I mean, throwing um, you know, dollars at us and stuff. You know. Donovan Mitchell was. Okay, he was talking about Donovan Mitchell. I don't even care about Donovan Mitchell in two <laughs> years. I'm thinking Giannis. By <laughs> in two years, I, I don't care about Donovan Mitchell. I don't even want to talk about him no more. Spider Man is in Cleveland. I could talk about Giannis. I want the it, I want the big fish now, right? We got the young core in place. I'm going to assume that one of these boys be a superstar. I want the big fish now. I, I'm not interested in that. You see and, what, um, what um, Paris said, though? He said um, that Grimes is uh, – not Grimes, um, Ainge is counting on, you know, people like us to put the flames in the media and start the, start the fire. He, right. he tried to do it. He tried to do it all summer. It, 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 it really didn't work. We were arguing a lot. There was a lot of arguing going. But then, you know, just kind of tapered it off. And it's like, yo, the, the, those tactics aren't working. It's a new day now. This yeah. is not the not the early 2000s stuff. You know? Yeah. I could care, I could care less. Um, even though I was happy that we didn't get Donovan Mitchell, like, I, I could care less. Like, now I could really focus on um, a, an argument that I've been presenting to you for about three years straight and that's playing the kids. Uh, I don't have to worry about us going all in for a superstar now. I, I just want to focus on the kids. And this is why I wanted to talk about Quentin Grimes today, honestly. Well, well you, now you have to point out who the kid is now. Where's the kid? Wow. Right? That's Where's a the kid? great question. That Wow. 
All right. They I'm glad you asked people. me that because you got to keep me in check, right? Because Mitchell Robinson got paid and yeah. RJ got paid. So the only kid I'm talking about is probably Quentin Grimes because he's a sophomore. But, but is he a kid though? He's the same age. He's the same age as RJ, RJ Barrett. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, he's he's already a grown man. He's been drinking already two years already. So I mean, legally I, drinking in like two years. I'll say this: uh, RJ has been in the league more years than him, mm-hmm. so I could kind of give Grimes a little bit more leeway. But then the whole Donovan Mitchell thing makes me fight that a little but bit too. What's up with your boy Obi? Obi is old, old man too. The motherfucker got two kids. He's married and all this man. Saying, he ain't no damn kid. Oh, oh, Obi. Tim's just got to play Obi. I'm not. Obi's probably the, one of the last people I'm worried about on the roster. Yeah. To be honest with you, he he's but, one of the last. He's gonna hustle. He's gonna play hard. I'm, I'm not worried about Obi, bro. It's Tim's when it yeah. comes to Obi. Yeah, right now, like I said, like with the, with us um, putting things to bed, that kid stuff got to be put to bed because there are no kids on the team now. You no. know, if our young guys are veterans, like but like um, uh, RJ, RJ is now going into his fourth season in in the NBA. He got paid. He got his extension. Yeah. So I mean, the training wheels are off. Mitchell Robinson is going into his fifth year. God damn it! You know, <laughs> you know how many? What the hell is going on here? You know, and then you just go down the line. Like the the longest tenured on Knicks right now. Not, I mean, as as far as um years in the NBA, uh, Derrick Rose. That people f- keep forgetting that he's on the roster. Uh, Derrick Rose. The next one is Fournier. Fournier's not even thirty yet. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, if he didn't turn thirty already by now, he was twenty nine at the end of last season. The next one is Julius Randle. I think Julius Randle got eight years or something like that in the NBA. Yeah. You know? So the, where are the kids? There are no kids. Uh, it, it, if, if there's one person that you want to give a little bit of leeway for, that is Quentin Grimes because he's a sophomore. But besides Quentin Grimes, um, none of these kids get leeway. Um, Even with R.J. Barrett, like there was a time last season in his third year when he was averaging nine points. And me and you was recording pods, and you was telling me, like, yo, your man, he looking real bad right now. <laughs> and and I, I didn't have no excuse for him. Like, I was at the point where I was like, yo, look, I, I I don't know what to say. Like, he's in a slump, bro. Like, would you would you want me to say it? So, yeah, I, we didn't even draft anybody. Don't like, the, okay, well, literally, if you want to talk about kids, that dude that we drafted in Duke, that, then that's the only kid that we got. Yeah. He's the only developmental project that we have. You know, so yeah. so if you say play the kids, then we we gotta play what's the, what's his name? Heels, whatever his name. Yeah. I don't even know the motherfucker's name. Yeah, you know, that's the and only he may be a player too, though. Don't sleep. Yeah. Nah, I will never sleep. Uh, yeah. Walt Perrin has done a great job at as far as like drafting like late round and second round and stuff like that. So I'm not really too concerned about if those late first round picks is going to like give us production. The, the only concern that I, I really be annoyed with is the opportunity and giving our kids a chance to really succeed. When I see a guy like, uh, for example, Scotty Barnes, uh, even with Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet, he was able to get his shine. His coach put him in a position to succeed. That's what I want to see with our young guys. If you feel like Grimes is – if you feel like Grimes is Ray Allen, show me. Show me. I want to see it. Give him the shots. I don't want to see RJ shooting 17 shots next season. Fuck that. that, yeah, I'm that la- respectfully. I'm these guys. That's why I'm laughing. I'm laughing at um, the kill stuff. He's like, he's a bad dope. 
<laughs> oh, he said he, he said kills his buns, and this one said Jeffries over kills. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby guy, Jared Jeffries, Jared Jeffries. Get him. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get him. I can't get him. But I mean, you know, Sam Holt, I keep putting this on the screen. I think this is pretty interesting, man. How many uh, rookie contracts do we have? If you, if you think about it, Quentin Grimes, you got uh, Deuce, and then you got Obi, and you got Quickly, right? You see this question here by, um, by my man Dolt? I mean, Holt. Contracts. So we have right now currently is Grimes. Obi's up for extension next season. Um, Quickly is up for extension next offseason. Uh, basically only about two or three, I think. Honestly, oh, and Cam Reddish is up for extension next season. You know, I'm I'm praying to God every day Cam Reddish get his minutes, bro. I'm, I'm You're not praying. me, not me. Why? Why? I, oh man, why you gotta do this, man? Listen, I'm, not, I'm not praying for for no man for nobody to get nothing. I'm not praying all for right, nothing. Right, you gotta work, right. baby. Right. You know. Like man, yeah, we, we trying to say, stay organized, state man. You get these motherfuckers; they got to come up in there. You see, you see, Farron Hunt getting bodies in the in the um in the the little, yeah, the little workouts they doing. Gotta have that dog in you. you now nah, you're right. I don't want to hand nobody nothing they didn't earn. I don't want it to be another Alfred Payton situation or you know one of these guys. I, and shout out to Alfred Payton. Like I, I don't like crapping on him, but you know. Nobody can't tell me quickly then be him out in practice. Come on, Tibbs. Yeah, you get yeah. the fuck off with that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, but quick quickly, quickly is not as physical as, as um Peyton too. So you, you're trying to get the best out of your guys to try to get them to do what you need to do or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is with that. It is what it is. I I I don't have no emotions. Well, I mean, since we're talking about Cam and stuff, so mm -hmm. let's, let's say we start training camp, right? Cam is doing his thing, you know, then the summertime he's preparing. But but uh, Farron Hunt is preparing too. So now we're mm -hmm. trying to get our rotation going. So now everybody's, like, we, we was talking about it with guard up Knicks the other, the, um, the other night. In fact, everybody's mm -hmm. talking about it. What's your, what's your rotation? Oh, we got to do at least 10. Oh, but, you know, Tibbs likes to do eight. So it's going to be eight to 10 people rotating. If we do that, somebody's going to be the odd man out. Who is that person? We keep talking about it. Who is that person? So now, so now here's the thing. Cam Reddish in Atlanta, he was begging for minutes. Yo, you need to play me more. You know what? Trade me. Okay, so yeah. now I'm on the Knicks. What if what if he does the same thing? Say, yo, man, Tom Thibodeau, you got to give me an opportunity. I said, yo, you want an opportunity? Um, let me let me tell you something, young young fella. That there's a there's a kid over here named Farron Hunt. You know what I'm saying? If you want some minutes, then you need to get him off your ass. That's what you need to do. But but here's the double edged sword to that, you and this is something that me and you have always got on tibs about when the fuck has it ever been about earn with him when has it ever been about practice with him come on that's just no, we know we know his game so but i so, mean the, the the thing now we don't have no vets now now we don't have no vets that's that's so what technically what? cam reddish is a vet that's compared to Farron. wow if you if, if you put it in basketball terms he is a vet but the tips, we talking about me and you being logical. The yeah. coach ain't logical. So Tibbs, in the vet in his eyes, you gotta be eight years or more in the league, right? We only got three of them. I, Evan Fournier, man. Evan That's three. Fournier. That's one of the three. They Cam needs to bust his ass. I don't know if he needs to dunk on him. I don't know if he needs to curse him out or call him obscenities during practice. I don't know if he needs to deck Quentin Grimes, but them boys, they both of those two 
need to make sure that boy is that boy Evan Fournier is playing on the bench. For example, when we talk about Eric Spoelstra benching Duncan Robinson, I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you think it's because of Duncan Robinson's non-shooting, or do you think it's because of Max Strauss, an undrafted player, and, and guys like that actually beat him out for those minutes? Well, you can't – a good like Spolstra uh, – context too. Spolstra is literally the best coach in the NBA. You know, if like mm-hmm. t- you can say top three best coaches, you know, forget about Pop. You know, forget, Pop is out the equation. He's, just, he's a GOAT. You know he what I'm saying? Top five. He top five. He top five. Yeah, you can say he top five, whatever. You could add a couple other guys according to whatever. But Spolster throughout the, the course of his career, he's been one of the top coaches here, right? So that's the context, right? So mm-hmm. if if um you 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 bench a guy that you spent money on, you know what I'm saying? So so what do you think happened? That that means that that you basically are, are, are not living up to Miami Heat um standards. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not living up to Miami Heat standards. You know what? And that's a, that's the same thing I'm trying to say here. With um with Farron Hunt, if Quint, if um, this guy can't read us to talk about, hey man, I need some more minutes. Listen, man, you are not living up to, uh, you know, not not just New York Knicks standard. This is the new standard. You're not living up to our standards, fam. You know what I'm saying? Go sit down next to Deuce McBride. You know what I'm saying? Wait till we trade you. You know what right. I'm saying? Because because we already got even without Cam Reddish, we got ten guys already in the, in the rotation already, bro. You know, even with you, because I I can I can give you ten guys and not name Cam Reddish. Yeah, so I don't want to hand him nothing. But at the same time, like, I want to make sure that I speak loudly that I want to see him play. And it's not because of I just love Cam Reddish. Like, I've been telling you about Cam Reddish since 2021. Like, this ain't something new. Like, this is – I needed an athletic wing, and he was the guy I wanted on his team. He played with RJ already. He's 6'8". You put him oh. into existence, man. That was incredible, bro. Let's <laughs> finish arguing, and then you said, "Yo, man, we about to get him for the first one." This, I'm like, "Stay." There's no fucking way Atlanta Hog is going to trade Cam Reddish for a first round check. You fucking crazy, bro. Like, uh, not even like three, two days later, you know, the breaking news: Cam Reddish is is on the Nick for Kevin Knox in the first round pick. What? Yeah. And that and was you. And, you did that shit, and, and he was the target that I wanted. Right. But what I didn't know the curveball in this was the Knicks drafted Quentin Grimes. So I don't know how good Quentin Grimes is going to be because Tibbs played him the way he did. Come on, Mark. Stop your stop your, stop your, your poppycock, man. You know I've been on YouTube, man. Stop your poppycock. Yeah, been on YouTube for a minute. Shout out to everybody on Twitter that's, that's, yes, um, that's looking or, or, or purposely not looking, man. Fuck you guys, man. You know what I'm saying? We've been, we've been doing this pod for God knows how long already, man. Oh, Get the fuck out of here with that stupid shit, man. <laughs> fucking, you know, I can say whatever I want to say. It's my, my fucking um, thing here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget you guys. We've been doing this for a minute. You know, stay been on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Not just on my show. You've been on other people's shows, too. Like, we've been on YouTube, man. Since, co- since two years ago. Yo, yo, people want to ban you. They want to purposely get together and ban you. How many accounts you had? You know what I'm saying? They can't stop the profit, family. You know what I'm saying? They can't stop the profit. You know what I'm saying? You, you, can't, pretend, you can't pretend a motherfucker's not here if he's right here. He been, how many episodes we did on YouTube alone by just me and you, man? You said like a you said like 100, right? Damn near 100. Going on 100. 
It's going to damn it. It's in the nineties though. It's going. I know once I get back to the app on my phone, like I know for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you add because we was doing stuff on audio too, but before the YouTube. So I mean, if you add mm-hmm. everything up, we got we for literally almost got like fucking a hundred. It's like it's very close. It's very close. It's in it's in there. So I mean, we've been doing this shit. All that shit, you guys talking shit with him on Twitter all day long and and try to like, talking about all his credibility and all this fucking bullshit, man. Fuck you, man. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the end of that with that bullshit. I, you know, I try to ignore shit like that. Because the thing about Nick fans is, like, they try to, like, tell you, like, how to root for the team and stuff like that. And I noticed on Twitter, like, even back in, like, 2018, like, a lot of people uh, 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 try to, like, sugarcoat their takes and try to, like, dress dress it up with salad dressing. Like, I'm not going to dress up nothing. It's, it's over for that. The Knicks have not produced enough winning within the past 21 years for me to dress that up. So since I can't dress that up, I have to give you the real shit. And I have to tell you, like, basically, that's how I feel. Now, if I got a person like Eru, who is not crazy like I am, who is more logical than I am, who can tell me, look, stay, you're going off the deep end. But even Eru is not logical sometimes. That's be, that's what being a Nick fan is all. That's what is it's all about, bro. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know what my um my my wife's um you know uh, mother would say. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? That's what she would say. I'm freaking hate uh, Haitians, man! Shout out to Haiti out there. You know, you know what? You know your your friend. Do do you know how much I care? Zero. Zero, I can't zero. You know, <laughs> that's that's the, that's what you gotta say. Yo, shout out to Mark though. Mark Mark is a, is a great one too. Yeah, you know, he's been doing that's it for a long thing. time. He does not have his own show. You know, I, if he had his own show, I think he would break a million followers in like a week. Easily, you know? easy, easily. You know, Mark, but, you know, Mark was one of those dudes on NBK when he was talking early back in 2018. Like he's one of those dudes I was watching. I was just strictly on audio. I was like. I like that guy right there. Yeah. Because he don't care about what nobody else says. I like people like that. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I found Sim first. I was, I was telling the story. I found Sim first. But definitely, Marcus, like, yo, who is this fucking guy? And I'm like, listen, they, uh, just listening to the, the guys talk, I'm like, wow, I think I found a home. Yeah. You know? And this yeah. is where this, this is what I want to do. Just like this. You know, I've been searching for this all, all my damn life. You know, I'm trying to, trying to figure this thing out, man. So... Yeah, I, I just you know I, I get crazy. So I mean you know you know Jarrell is, is like he's one of my best guys here, man. You know, but I mean it, it's it's you got you got to say it a certain way. You know, like the, there's, there's a saying right. You gotta you gotta say you gotta let a motherfucker out just so people can hear you. You know, so like you be talking or whatever. But sometimes you gotta say you know say you gotta say something just so motherfuckers can hear you because they pretending like they don't. You know, but they do. Yeah. You know, just like when Tib said we don't watch film. <laughs> he's talking he's talking to you <laughs> you know you're yeah, talking to you he's talking to me you know get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here tips oh yeah now, but just getting back at the the subject at hand like you know i i don't want to hand cam reddish anything i want him to take that shit with yeah. quentin Grimes, i want him to take that shit like i i i'm rooting for both of those boys to actually function because think about it like this um dog what fucking NBA coach wouldn't love to have a collection of wings in RJ, 
Reddish and Grimes. I could work with that. I could do something with that. I Because none of those three, this is the one thing low-key too that I loved about the Knicks the past few years. None of our young players do the same thing. Yeah. Like they're never in each other's way. So when you got RJ, Reddish, and Grimes, three completely different type of wings. But there's one thing that they all three of those guys do that I really like, and it's defend. Yep. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm looking over to the side here because I'm trying to find that video because this is the Giants. You know, you could you can bring examples from all different places, man. But do you remember at the end of the game when, when Saquon Barkley made the play? It was it was a, it was a, a they um they made the um the two point conversion, uh bullshit play flea flicker in the middle to to Saquon and he you know got to the end zone. Nice. What did they do? The first person that, that that made his way over there to to the to the coach was Shepard, and then right behind Shepard was Barkley. You know nice. what I'm saying? Did you see the how they look? They looked like two wild animals, man. Nice. You know they look like two wild animals, Love not it. two wild animals. You know on their own. You know you know the coach Babbitt is a fucking animal too. So this Yo. is like it's like some primal <laughs> shit. You know that these guys will freaking run through a wall for each other, man. Yeah, yeah. Lo lo yo, love the coach of the Giants, bro. Love him. And Tim's could be on the same wavelength as him. Love. And the thing about the coach about the Giants that I missed with the Knicks is adjustments. Yeah. Adjustments. Yo, that game. Yo, we we was doing a um, you know, a play by play on on Jarrell's new channel, Jarrell. He's actually doing um diehard um Giants Live. That's that's the name of his channel. So, so I mean we was watching, we was doing it live. It was me, him, and Steph. We was on um, watching it live. And, you know, we was watching it, you know, so is we apprehensive because we're thinking about you know the, the the quarterback and our defense is not good. But but if we was to watch that game again and just pay attention to the adjustments like you're talking about, come on, man. Yeah, you know, that motherfucker is coaching his ass off, and, and the players know that he's that he's coaching his ass off, you know. Yeah. So you know, and he said he asked the players, yo, 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 I'm thinking about going for it. They're like, yeah, fuck that. Let's go for that shit. You know, and then then that, that was the energy. They 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 went for it. He believed in his players, and they gave it right back to him, you know? Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved yeah. Saquon Barkley. Shout out to Saquon Barkley. It's been three years since he's had 100-plus yards in a, in, a, in a football game. Shout out to Saquon Barkley, man. Uh, loved him. Um, shout out to Daniel Jones, man. I called him a draft bust. But – that's the type of energy you need, bro. That's what I'm looking for from Tibbs. And then the thing about the Giants that I love, they got a young defense, and both of their DNs was out that game. So yeah. can you imagine? Can you imagine when the young boys come back? What? Yeah, it's exactly and what we needed. But, the energy. Know, the yeah. energy of winning. You get what I'm saying? Winning cures all. I was calling Dave Jones a draft bus a couple days ago. Winning cures all, bro. He took care of the ball. Yeah, what, what happens when, when guys start playing for each other? What happens? Beautiful Win. things happen. Great things happen. You know, like like um, you didn't you know you don't put um this quarterback in a position where he gotta try to win us the game. I'm trying to get rid of this thing here. When it where, where he has to try to win us the game, you don't do that to him. No. What you do to him, you put him in positions where he can where he could succeed. Get us to where we need to go. We'll work it out, fam. You know what I'm saying? We'll work it out. And that's exactly what we did. And, you know, with the Knicks, you know, bring it back to the Knicks. Like, like, just give me everything that you got. You know, give me everything that you got. Everybody fight for each other, whatever. We'll, we'll put the guys in position. And when the, when the shit hits the fan, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. Right. You know? 
and that's that well. effort, the effort and the determination, and everything that this uh, applies to that, that that's what's going to get us over the over uh, over the top. That's a fact. That's why, I like these last like couple of weeks, I I've been trying to not, you know, post uh, Julius Randle slander. I've been trying to like keep it cordial with him. Like even though I still want him traded, um, honest to God, like I, I still want to roof him. So I want these guys to come back in next season with a positive attitude. I don't give a fuck about your workout videos. I don't care about what you're working out in the off season. It, it was nice to see him working on post moves, but I don't give a shit. I care about what I see on the court. And, you know, I watch these, I watch every single Nick game, every single one, whether I'm at the garden or I'm in my crib or I'm at work, I'm watching the Knicks game. I can't have a repeat of last season. I can't. Yeah, shout out to Mitch too, man. He's a silly motherfucker, so, uh, Mitchell Robinson, because yeah. you know he's on uh, Instagram showing his card. Look at this, you know, look at what I got. There's some hating the motherfuckers. He's talking about haters and whatever. He's he's doing subs to guys and stuff like that. But like, listen, we're talking about basketball. You guys are millionaires. You know, we already know that you got like gold draws on right now. You know, I, I already mm-hmm. know that already. I already know that you sliding in and all these um, you know, you know these build a bear chicks on Instagram. I already know you're doing that. So who cares? You know, we we already know that. Is like you said, only thing that matters is basketball, bro. Yeah, that's only thing that matters. Yeah, I could I could care less about you no know, Mitch and I, I I I never really cared for that either. You know when he replied to Jay like talking about his haters. Mitchell Robinson has made under three four million dollars in his past four years, and his point guards was Alfred Payton and Alec Burks. Like I'm I'm never going to say not go get your money, but what I will say is now that you got your money, and I've been fighting die hard for the past two couple of years for you to get your money you need to show up and when i say show up i'm not talking about just you know i i don't really care about the numbers you know no i do care about two specific box scores when it comes to mitch his steals per game and his blocks per game because i wanted to be very active he was very active when he was playing last season he was averaging the steal and two blocks so i do care about that but it's impact. You make it fifteen million dollars a year. So if you make it fifteen million dollars a year, Yo, what, what does impact mean though? You know, because I mean, say say like Tyson Chandler. If you look at Tyson Chandler's numbers, they're not that great. His blocks no. are not really that high. But no. the impact, like you said, that's important, man. The yeah. impact. Um, you know, people were terrified of Tyson Chandler down there. You yeah. know, what I'm that's why he probably didn't get the blocks that he was going to get because people were afraid to go at him. You know what I'm trying to say? And people were afraid to to uh, to body him because they know that he was gonna throw his body around because he was slim, he was slim, but he was strong, man. That motherfucker was strong. That was strong. Like, you're not gonna jump with him, you're not gonna rebound with him, you know. So he was a force that he was he was he had impact down there. That's why he that's what that was what made him who he is, you know. Yeah, and 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 Mitchell Robinson can he he, he has a chance to be better than Tyson Chandler, you know. Yeah, absolutely, he's, he's younger. Spry, more spry, more athletic. You know, he has a chance. And you got Jalen Brunson. The first time we had a point guard in, 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 in so many years. I I told you already, my hot take is Mitchell Robinson going to be an all-star. And I told you that a month ago. And I'm still, I'm in firm belief that he will be an all-star this season. Um, If he could just put up a double-double. Maybe that'll look that will favor him towards the media people because they like numbers. But I kind of appreciate them putting Andrew Wiggins as an all-star starter. And by the way, Andrew Wiggins averaged 
less points, less rebounds, less assists than R.J. Barrett last season, and he was an all-star starter. So I'm glad that the media is now recognizing impact over box scores because box scores are stupid. Um, So let's see it. I want to see it with Mitchell Robinson, but I want to see Thibodeau put him in a position to succeed. That's why I'm I'm not even looking at Mitch first, bro. That motherfucker Mitch Robertson is is going around screens in practice, you know, you know, shooting um, you know, step back jump shots and half court threes and stuff like that. That motherfucker needs to step up himself, man. But but at the same time, can the coach allow it to happen? I want to see him shoot three. That's that's see that that's the same thing with Cam Reddish. We we don't need Mitch Robertson to do that. We got we got plenty of guys to shoot threes. We're not starving for threes. We got a bunch of guys to do that. But at the same time, let's talk of basketball sense. If you got Randall in the paint, wouldn't you want him to get the most space possible? So, but wouldn't you want Mitchell Robinson to at least try to space the floor? At least no, nah, because we got we got a bunch of other guys that do that. Randall Randall himself spaces the floor. But you can't. But you can't take that as if Mitchell Robinson can guard one through five and he can stay on the quarter and he can stay on the floor in the fourth quarter. I feel like it's imperative for him to have a jump shot because he has to be able to space the floor. In today's NBA, maybe not Tyson Chandler's NBA, but today's NBA, right? I, I think he would have to. But but let's let's talk about this guy, um, um, Taz Gibson. Thank God he's not on the roster because Todd because freaking Tib will have him starting center. Uh, oh my fucking! Yeah, but I, you know, just just let's talk about him for a second. Him, right. him as a stretch three. How many times did, did we play last year where, where we watching the game? And freaking mm-hmm. Taj Gibson is the one that keeps getting the fucking ball in the corner for three. When we got Fournier, we got Grimes, we got all these guys that should be shooting threes. And who we got in the corner? Taj Gibson, five straight attempts in the three-point line. Like, what the fuck is that well, can about? I, can I give you a basketball answer to that? I think the basketball sense why I said that is you don't think that that guy will hit that three. So your center is going to basically pack the paint because we know Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett wants to live in the paint. So I think that can be attributed to why and why Taj Gibson had got a lot of open three-point shots, you know, so. Yeah, and it's bad. that The way they're playing that yeah. way is bad. It's not going to work. No. We can't play that way. With, 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 okay, check out. This current roster right now, we don't have Taj. So Mitchell, let's say, let's say Mitchell Robinson ends up in that position where he's in the corner. And we got Brunson, we got Julius, we got RJ, you know, we got Quentin Grimes and all, and Mitchell's in the corner, and that's the guy we get in the shot for. <laughs> what? Personally, wrong with that shit. Can I can I tell you something crazy right now? Personally, if that's me, I'm wanting to shoot it. If if I'm in my I house, gotta shoot it now because it's like probably like like five seconds left in the shot clock. That motherfucker gotta shoot it. But if it's me and I'm looking at Mitchell Robinson and he's in his fifth year. He should be showing me some type of confidence. You get what I'm saying? He shouldn't be always trying to get the ball at the top of the key. If you work, hypothetically speaking, if you're working on doing fake dribble handoffs and you're working on doing one dribble to the basket, because it's only one play I could think of off the top of my head that Mitchell Robinson has done that in the actual NBA game, then that means that you really want to do that in the offense. You want to show confidence in that, Right. So I want to see it. I want to see it. But, but that's up to Tibbs, too, because Tibbs is the guy that put Taj in the corner. Right. So we can't all we, we can't just put it on Mitch Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not all putting on Mitch Robinson. It's, it's on Tibbs. Because my, my thing is that we should not, the like, Taj Gibson should not be getting the ball in the corner at all. 
you know, but now we got we got Jalen Brunson. So here's another thing: we don't want Julius Randle in this position where he's doing all the ball handling and shit like that. No. So if we if we do that, that's all on Tom Thibodeau. So so, so yeah. now we got we got a Brunson. Uh, Mitchell Robinson has got to be the guy to to be Brunson's pick man now. You know, because yeah. Brunson eats off the picks. So so the offense has got to change off the rip just based off of that alone. There, you know. Yeah. So I mean, like Mitchell Robinson is going to eat not not being the guy standing in the corner like like he's freaking um Danny Green and shit. But his bread and butter is going to be him setting the pick, maybe popping out. You know, and getting that three point on shot, he it, the ball shouldn't be swinging around, and then he ends up with the and that that's the play because they ran it five times straight. You know, that shouldn't be the thing. He, he like on um, the on way the way Mitchell Robinson is going to work is in these pick and roll situations where 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 Brunson is is, is in his office, and um that's that's how Mitch is going to eat. You know, but I as, well, aside, aside from the three point shot, Mitchell mm. Robinson has got to be able to get the ball and make a move. He's got to be able to do something when he gets the ball. It can't just be get the ball and then we just fake a dunk and then shoot 40% from the free throw line. That's not going to work either. That's a fact. And, and if Mitchell Robinson want to be on the, floor, on the floor in the fourth quarter, got to make his free throws. Got to make your free throws. That is very important. They're, they're not named free for no reason, R.J. Barrett. So yeah. – Instead of arguing with dudes on on Twitter and you know trying to floss to to, uh, to broke people on Twitter that's not on your level, fifteen million dollars a year, he's not on your level, and you're talking about oh look at my car, the people be hating out there. Listen, man, make your fucking free throws and shut your ass up, man. <laughs> make your free throws and shut your ass up. Make a layup, bro. You know what I'm saying? Make a layup for the first time in your career. Seventy five percent from the field and still haven't made a layup in in, in damn near five years in the NBA. Get out of here. I, I I mean he does he he did break Will Chamberlain record with Alfred Payton as a man. Me and you argued about that already, man. That motherfucker don't make layups. He don't. He can't not make a layup, fam. I mean he still shot seventy plus percent because he's stand. Yo, I could play so much video <laughs> with him just standing there catching the ball and dunking it. Come on, that is not a skill. You're not gonna start that bullshit state. This is the first. You know, time I got. Nah, I got a bullshit. You that bullshit tonight, I, I got to bullshit you today. I'm sorry, I got a bullshit. Listen, man, catching the ball and dunking it yeah. is not a skill, fam. That's it's not. It. It's not. It's 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 regular stuff that you do as a basketball player. But I, but you gotta admit, seventy percent from the field in a season is difficult to do because not a lot of people do it. Oh, you know what's difficult to do? Shoot forty percent from the free throw line. That is difficult to do. Somebody that's been playing basketball at a high level that all you do is play basketball. All you do is play basketball and talk shit to people in the, in, in in Twitter. That's what you do for a living, and you can't make a free throw. That is incredible. He is a fucking incredible man. That's so, so so was it incredible for Bruce Bowen to hit forty? Yeah, fuck Bruce Bowen. Miss Mitchell Robinson needs to get his shit together. I can't make no excuses for me. Fuck, fuck Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown already know that. Like if Bruce Brown came in here, I'm gonna say Bruce Brown. Guess what? Uh -huh. Fuck Bruce Brown. Yeah, fuck Bruce Brown. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> if, if, if Richard Jefferson right now came on the show and and we brought him in here on the chat, and I, I would say, yo, yo, the first thing I would say to you, yo, Richard, Richard Jefferson. Guess what? He but he'll say, yeah, fuck Richard Jefferson, right? Yes, motherfucking yes. Fuck you. All right, now continue. You know, like that. <laughs> that, that. That would be the conversation. I can't really know already. I can't be mad at that reply. I can't be mad at that reply. All, all I'm saying is I'm hoping for the best for Mitch, but he is getting paid the big bucks. So yeah, I, 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 I believe I, in him, though. I, I'm just arguing with you for, you know, for sake of, you know, for conversation yeah. and shit. But I, I believe in the kid. I believe in him. You know? I mean, shit, we drafted him. But listen, yeah. I think I think you, me and you believe in Mitch more than he believe in himself. Uh, yeah, because... 
there's been times, like even last season, he got the ball at the top of the key, and me and you talking on the pod, like, yo, bro, shoot the fucking ball, bro. Like, hit your wide open, shoot the ball. Where's your Julius Randle confidence at? <laughs> at some point, you need that Emmanuel quickly confidence at least. Yeah, but sometimes, like, like say, like he'll he'll get the like he'll get the rebound, he'll get it right, and then like the easy yeah. thing is for him to do is just turn around and throw it in. That's it. That's what he got to do. But he'll yeah. catch the rebound, and instead of doing it, he'll get it and he'll jump up and try to dunk and try to dunk it. You know, either get a turnover, get fouled, or or he'll dunk it sometimes. But but if he doesn't dunk it, then it's a de- it's a dead play. It's just dead. I think that's 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 awareness. That's knowing where to be on the court. That's him being young. That's also, hold on. That's also him not doing a year in college. Him sitting Man, out. College oh, yeah, hold on. That's the excuse for last season. I'm not giving him that excuse for this season. You get what I'm saying? Because he got the big bucks. And, and, and I try to give him leeway because he, he, he's made under $4 million. The man has had three plus coaches. The man has had four plus State. starting point guards. State. Uh, yeah. Did you say? Did you say he made less than four million? Did you say that it come out your mouth? Yes, that did. Because did, I put, did you did you make four million dollars last year? Did you make four million dollars in the OG? Listen, listen, I'm rich. I'm I, I got a I got a billion dollars in in the bank right now. Right, I'm gonna hire right. you right now. Right, you know what huh? I'm saying? All right. I need you to do, stay. Right, is to make free throws. That's all I need you to do. I'm a billionaire. I'm about to pay you fifteen million dollars a year. You ain't got to do shit else with your life. All I need you to do is make free throws. What you gonna do, State? I, I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make them fucking free throws. But I'm gonna make them damn free throws, man. <laughs> but my, Are you kidding me? But I, Mitch is taller than me, but my hand size is not the same size as Mitch. Pause. So he, come man, on, get he, out of I here. Get out of here. Anyway. Yo, State. <laughs> if you if you give me twenty dollars, I'll go out there and make a free make some free throws for you, man. Twenty dollars for me is a million dollars. Are you kidding me? You know what I can do with twenty dollars? Yo, you give me yo you yo somebody cash out me twenty dollars, man. I'll go to the park right now and shoot ten straight free throws for you for that twenty dollars, man. Uh, I, I I tried to, and I haven't shot the ball in years. You, you know what it is? I think the Knicks management has subjected me to so much BS in the past decade that I try to like excuse players that we drafted so much. I try to like excuse their faults so much to 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 a fault. Um, but that's just me, man. Is when you had me watch Andreas Bogliani, man, he's trying to dunk from the free throw line. What you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, but Bagnani can make free throws though. Because <laughs> we lo- yo, we lost, we lost last year, and we lost when we had Bagnani too. So what's the difference? You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? And and Barnani, I never seen Barnani um go on Twitter and talk about yeah, look at my car, look at my car, <laughs> you bitch ass. <laughs> look at my car. You know you hating, you hating me, you hating on me, huh? You know oh, you hating yeah. me. I, I mean, that wasn't even Andreas' fault. That was actually um the Knicks' fault. That was, nah, it, was it was Andreas' fault. <laughs> nah, it was the Knicks' fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, where that stemmed from is not MST and Chauncey Billups. You, you know, that that's where that stems from. Not yeah, getting Chris Paul. If you get Chris Paul, you don't trade two first round picks in order to get yeah. Andres Bogliani. You know, that's where I see that that from. 
Yeah, shout, shout out to Mike, man. You know, you know, I'm just, I'm having, I'm having a blast, man. I like, I like to, I like to podcast. I like to talk shit. I like the podcast. State is one of the best, you know. So that's why I capped so hard for state because I think, excuse me, I think state is the best. You know, you know, you, you guys only like to chuck and jive with him on Twitter. This motherfucker right here, state is good, man. That, that's why, that's why, I, yo, for people that watch the channel, yo, yo, um, Mike, Mike, I got Mike on the screen now. Do, do I fuck with anybody? Yo, Jarrell, do I fuck with anybody? I, I don't fuck with nobody. You know, I, I fuck with state. That, that's got to tell you something. Oh, now, I don't fuck with nobody. You don't see nobody on this on this channel. You know, I don't be trying to get crazy guests. I do have that segment where I'm doing diet as a friend, but it's more it's more to to big up my peoples. You know, because you know it's, it's more to put that out that people need to see a different side of people. That's just the way I way I I feel. I fuck with Guard Up Next hard, man. I fuck, you know these are my people. Follow, but but you're never gonna see nobody else. I'm not gonna be chucking and jiving for no other people. You know, that's just not who I am, man. You know I mean. So, <laughs> fake, news. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> fake news fake news <laughs> you know <laughs> you know everybody just the one thing about you know being like a content creator with all of you guys is you know the one thing i respect about Eru and, and apollo and these guys is they never try to downplay um anybody else's takes they, you know they always try to take everybody take and and try to see the other side of it you know it's a lot of nick content creators who see one side of things and they try to bleed that onto people that follow them i you know i try to see both sides that's why i'm glad that we have these conversations and most of the time like we are different in our opinions but when we agree we even try to look at the other side of it you know it, it's always good to look at the other side because yeah, the Knicks yep. been on the other side for the past twenty years. <laughs> yeah, you you got to be self aware too, because like, like like this, somebody that's in their twenties or somebody's in their thirties, you know, I'm not I'm not afraid to say my age. I'm forty three years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, how long am I gonna do this? I'm gonna be doing this for the next twenty years. I'm gonna be sixty years old, yelling, screaming at somebody on the internet. You know, so I get it. So you got to be self aware, man. So I mean, you know, if um, you know, if somebody else is doing something, I want to help them because if they if they come up, then that's what's up. You know, it, it, that that's what I'm about. You know, I'm I'm all all about that. You know, what I'm saying because I mean, I, I in this world, there's so many people out there. For us, for us to be like, yo, just just Nick Nation in, in general. You can go down to the different names of the different people out there that everybody follows. It could be about fifty people that that are just the main group of, of people that everybody just you know hover around. You know, this is the fifty people. Say fifty people. Uh, out of the fifty people, there's millions of people in the fan base, yo. So why are us fifty people gonna be shooting at each other? You know, why are we shooting at each other? You know, mm -hmm. and the, the fan base is so big. There's so many different platforms, man. Why is only a certain amount of people, 50, 50 heads, fighting each other, man? It don't make no sense. And, and the, truthfully, now, I, I just said 50, but truthfully, it's really like 20, maybe 20, 15 people that are fighting each other right now. You know, it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to be gangbanging in this shit. You know? I mean, comes with, it comes with the territory. You got you got to do it, Ero. I mean, it's like warriors. Like, when somebody step into your territory, like... That's how people feel. <laughs> that's like that's like battle rap culture. You know, it's hip hop. It's hip hop. But then you know, this got break. That's the thing too. Like like just throw hip hop in the conversation. There's five elements of hip hop. It's just not rapping and beats. You know what I'm saying? It's five elements of hip hop that nobody cares about anymore. Graffiti is one. You know, you know, mm -hmm. DJing. You're talking about MCing. You know, uh, break dancing, dancing that type of thing. Now you add you can add skateboarding to it. You can add a bunch of um, definitely clothing. There's a whole bunch of different elements. I'm definitely missing something. 
um dj like i said djing there's so many different elements out there so 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 why where would hip-hop be if everybody fought was fighting each other it don't make no sense so i mean just to use that example right like a lot all of us um do something a little bit different so that's the elements we the elements so if we're going against each other how are we going to grow but that's the key if we if we can um build each other look what we could fucking do we right right now in 2022 the, the freaking traditional media are crying their asses off. You know, you know why? Because we are here. Yeah. Uh, yep. And we ain't going nowhere, man. <laughs> we ain't going nowhere, man. Um, this is this is talk, talking about the Knicks and try to and, and, and giving your authentic opinion is something that I always value. So, you know, I, I I'm not a company man. You know, I work for a different company, you know, <laughs> and I'm not even going to talk nice about that company. So since I ain't going to talk nice about them when they piss me off, why the fuck am I going to talk about nice about the Knicks when they piss me off? So. Yeah, you know what the company I work for, the lady that I married uh, like a couple years ago, that's the lady I work for. But at the same time, hey, Monica. Uh, yeah, Monica. Hey, Monica. What's up, baby? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I only answer to one person, but uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I, you know, you gotta have fun in this world, man. Oh, oh. Speaking of speaking of Monica, shouts to Monica. Um, I wanted to get into you know a little bit of R.J. Barrett's interview, but one thing specifically about the interview that he spoke about was his role on the team going into next season. And he spoke about how they wanted him to focus on offense. And that told me that he won't be the primary defender. And shout outs to Uncle Freezy, because I was watching Yapa the other day, and Freezy broke it down like, oh, that probably means that RJ already got word like Reddish or Grimes is going to start. So that's that that was nice to hear. That yeah. was something nice to hear. It, it was also nice to hear that RJ praised his coach. Um Y'all know how I feel about stupid ass Tom Thibodeau. Um, don't like the coach at all. I don't like what he do. I don't like his menace allocation. I don't like his rotations at all. But you know, RJ loves him, and that's a good thing. Um, that tells me like he liked to be coached. If I was a basketball player, I would want to coach like Tom Thibodeau. I would want a coach who's strictly straightforward with me, even though he lost in media. He's very straightforward with me, and that is something that I could probably respect. So I could respect the fact that R.J. Barrett bigged up his coach, um, and he bigged up Jalen Brunson, too. I think that was another thing, too, because he did not mention number 30 at all yeah. um, in this interview. He mentioned um, Jalen Brunson a lot. He's talking about leadership and things that he could do to be a better leader. And uh, um, I appreciate that the Knicks did this ghost interview to clean up the 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 PR mess that they made when they tried to put RJ in a ghost trade for Donovan Mitchell. Um that fake ass picture that William Wesley and all those guys took with RJ Barrett. Um I appreciate that fake picture trying to that's show real, support. That's, that's real. That's come on. No, nah, that's bullshit, man. Um you know I I, I you like know bullshit picture. you know it's bullshit open the night when guys pop up with each other and they were like hey Next Twitter, right? Yeah, Everybody's yeah. gonna be doing like this because that's what he did last time. Everybody's like, "Hey guys, what's up, man? Hi, nice to meet you." You know what I'm saying? They're like, "Get the fuck out of it." That's some fake. That's fake shit, right there. No, nah, no, nah, that was fake. They put RJ in a trade, Eru. They put him in a trade early July. You're taking picks with him. You didn't. You didn't sign him to a contract for two months. 
you're negotiating. What am I supposed to believe? Well, believe um, as soon as they got tired of um, Danny Ainge's bullshit, they just said, yo, here, here goes your contract, RJ. Cool. cool. I mean, they paid RJ, so luckily for him. But, you know, that was the thing that stuck out to me was him saying, like, focus on offense and focus on scoring. And, you know, I, I'm happy he said that. And that's why, like, I try to big up Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish every time because I, I really want to see those two guys play, man. Really well, want to see those two guys Remember play. I got here, um, we were talking about him earlier. You know yes. what? What else could he say? You know uh, about what happened. You know he really he wanted to be a Nick, and mm -hmm. what, what else could he say? Same thing with RJ Barrett. He wants to be a Nick. You know all the stuff was happening. You can't ignore it. You know he he said it himself too. Um, Donovan, you can't ignore it. So, but you know he wants to. I'm quite sure RJ wants to be a Nick. He don't want to be traded. You know you know say so. You just got there's the stuff you got to go through. So at the end of the day, he got he went to Cleveland. And he damn sure don't want to be there. You know, yeah. Yeah. but you know it is what it is. Um, they they might have did whatever they did to try to make the team better. But um, but RJ can't can't um you know take hold that against the team because that's their job. They got to try to to make the team better. But the 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 thing is, they didn't do it. They they could have did it. Yeah, they could have. I mean, they stuck to their guns. They now you got nine players, twenty five and under. You got all your assets. You're probably capped out, which is a bad thing or a good thing because you know, in my opinion, I think cap space is kind of a myth. I think that if you want the guy that you want, you're going to get him regardless of your cap space. You're going to figure out a way to get him. In today's NBA, yeah, and business. um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a business. Um, you resigned um two of your draft picks, something that I've been begging for the Knicks to do for about two decades now, was the focus on their draft picks. You resigned Mitchell Robinson. You resigned R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett broke the Charlie Walker curse. So there's some things that no, you could take positive going into next season. And um, I like the fact that, you know, even just Julius Randle just, you know, showing his face in the city, you know, showing showing, showing up at Rucker Park, um, just answering questions, you know, answering the fans back on Instagram. Um, show me that you're not, you're not like completely blocked off from us. Cause yeah. you know, there's, there's people like me who, I felt very disrespected by him last season. It, it, it was nothing about his box scores. Uh, it was just about his play. Like, you, you got to play harder. We paid you, bro. Like, you got paid. You played hard in a year with no fans in the stands. It was a lot of circumstances. We're not going to harp on that. And you played damn hard, and you got the fourth seed. You got paid, and you started acting like, I, I don't want to say what I really want to say about him, but – you know, you started acting like that, and that is ridiculous. Well, let, let me throw something at you. I, I think Julius was, was looking for you, man. He pulled up to the Bronx over there, uh, <laughs> fucking 149. He pulled up over there, and then he said, okay, he ain't over here. Let me pull up to Dykeman and see what's going on. Let me pull up to to um, to um over here to, to um you know, Rucker. And say, let me see where stayed at. He, where he at? Where he at? <laughs> uh, no, I like that. I like that. Just pull up to the city, show your face, show that you're not scared. Yeah. Um, I, I still think personally, you know, I try, I trolled earlier and I shared the the whole tweet that the Knicks made about Julius Randle with the background thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even though I still want him traded, you know, some of the comments be really disgusting about him. Um, he's still a Nick. Yeah. Still got to root, root for him regardless. I'm not going to never root for no Nick player to fail. Right. right. So, you know, let's, let's see what he can do. I mean, I, I don't put it on him no more. It, for me, it's Thibodeau, bro. Yeah, it's 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 the coach. 
the the thing with Julius too, man, he he's still a good player, you know. So I mean, if we if you're gonna trade, if we if we trade him, it can't be like, oh, it's just um addition by subtraction. Nah, that's not that's not that's not it. Man. We can't do that. We got to get proper value for him. You know, we can't just be like, oh, just get rid of the motherfucker. Obi's gonna start, and we don't we don't. And we can't do that. We just uh, mm-hmm. like like you know, he's a good player. We need to get somebody you know equal. We not somebody, or just we need to get a trade that satisfies us. We can't just like dump him. You know this. That's another thing too. If he is gonna go, you know, which everybody wants him to go, you know, it has to be something that makes sense for us, because it's us. You know, we the ones, we the team, we the we the um people talking about the team all the time. You know, we the media, we get we the new media. You know, mm-hmm. so it's something to satisfy us. It has to be. So on a pissed off day, I would trade Randall for grandma cookies. Just, <laughs> okay. just on a pissed off day, Ralph is tweeting at me, he's tweeting some I like Randall cookies, talk, You know, but. If I'm not being emotional and I'm just taking all of that and I'm throwing it in the garbage, the minimum I want for Randall is a young player and a first round pick. Um, respectfully, I'm not going to, you know, do the one 20, 10, and five every time. I mean, it's hard to average 20, 10, and five. I thought you blocked those, num- those um, numbers. Man. Oh, I, I did. I, I don't want to see it this summer. <laughs> I, I don't want to see 20, 10, and five on Twitter at all. It's yeah. bogus, bogus stats. I don't think he'll get that. You think he'll get that this year? I don't think he'll get twenty. He no. might get. He might get close. I don't. I don't think he's gonna get close to that. I don't think. Uh, he he he's not gonna get nowhere near close to that. Yeah. With that said, I think that's going to be a a great positive for the Knicks. Yeah. Because you know he he got to scale it back. He got to scale it back, man. He's he don't need to be the guy making decisions in the middle of the lane. I, I prefer. I prefer RJ and, and, and Brunson to make those decisions. I prefer quickly to make those decisions. I don't I don't I don't want Randall to make those decisions. We got too many people that can make those decisions now. You know, mm-hmm. it's got too many, too many people. And and on top of the fact, RJ is the highest paid player on the team. Yeah. So with all due respect, the ball gotta be in his hands by default. Cause I gotta treat him how I treated Randall when the, Randall is the highest paid player on the team. You got to right. be treated accordingly. And accordingly means you're giving him the ball a lot. So I, I, I need to see that. But I also need to see RJ play good basketball. I know he can play good basketball. So I, I, I never worry about RJ. It's, it's Randall's mental. And did you hear about Randall and something about his pops and, and he's dealing with that off, off, um, off scene? Because I read an article about that. He was dealing with something about his, his yeah. father and stuff. Yeah, but I don't care about that. You know, like listen, I, I got shit to do. I got shit to do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You deal you dealing with stuff, I'm dealing with stuff. But listen, hey, oh, uh, you talking about money? The motherfucker got money. So like if he's dealing with something, he can he can jump on a plane and go somewhere. Me, if something happens to me, I, I can't jump on a plane. It's just done. You know? Right. So I mean it's a different thing. So I mean, I'm a I'm a grown man, you're a grown man. You t- you handle it how you're gonna handle it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't care if, if something's bothering you. That's like mad cold. That's so cold to say. Nah, that's I, the don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what's going on. All the respect to his pops. I hope nothing's bad happening. Your, you know, your pray, your prayers and all this other shit. But I'm not gonna um, send send um, you know, I'm not gonna go over cap for that. You know, because I mean, when I go through stuff, don't nobody come out and cap for me. You know, right. I broke my foot. I broke my damn foot, and people know there ain't nobody came out and gave me nothing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody say, hey man, you know. People no, are. I mean, I'm, I'm just playing around, man. But I'm saying, like, ain't nobody jumping out for me when shit happened happened to me. So listen, man. It, it, it got things got to be put where they got where they got to be at, man. So I, you know, you, you're dealing with something with your dad. 
all right, cool, man. Hope you hope hope that works out for you. <laughs> Fuck, you know. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I mean, York, man, you know, you see, I see rats every time I'm going home. So, <laughs> big yeah. cat rats. So, I yeah. and then the first of the month, too, the motherfucker want his money. So, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, you know, I don't got to worry about that. You, do you know what it is to, to worry about? Um, you know, you got this and you're like, oh, what the fuck? What the, you know, you're like, what am I gonna do? You got if build. anything happens to you, you're like, oh, shit. you know, yeah. some people, some people don't have it like that, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not gonna, um. You know, the next day and certain things of that nature, like it, I, I, I mean, hey, it's it's a good excuse for the foot. I mean, if I, I, Randy I, 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 broke I his toe, if Randy broke his toe, you got people get on Twitter saying it, it was God's fault. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. Yo, but yo, not for nothing. Me breaking my foot has been God's God's plan too, because I, you know I've been able to do a lot of stuff that I needed to do. Not just this podcast shit, just in life in general. Like I work, you know, you know that shit. I work like I'm fucking crazy. I work like I'm trying to, I'm trying to pay for my freedom. That's how hard, hard I work, man. You know, but nobody, don't nobody be um worrying about me. You know, people make fun of that. Oh, damn, you man, fat. Yeah, because I'm a fucking grown man taking care of my kids. You know what I'm saying? These titties that you see, I pay for the titties cash, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm working hard for these titties that I got, man. You know what I'm saying? This is a grown man titties right here. You know that this, this, this like pain, pain and suffering. And, and hard work in these titties, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 why I'm saying it to how I'm saying it to you with with, with the Julius Randle thing. Like if something's wrong with your pops, listen, man, handle it. Cause I, I know you got a six pack. You know what I'm saying? I, I know you got you know like Mitch Robinson got nice cars and stuff like that. So look, spare me the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I got titties, fam. So I love RJ, man. Never give no excuses. Man, just comes to work. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, and the motherfucker only worked four hours. <laughs> you know, the, the, the game was only 48 minutes. They, they're there for two hours. They, they only work for 48 minutes. They got to practice. That might be an hour. They might have shoot around for an hour. They play a game for 48 minutes. They're stretched out over two hours. Come on, man. You know how many how many lunch breaks you get? He, imagine if you're working for 48, hours, for 48 minutes like that, and then you got all these lunch breaks in between and to stretch it out to two hours? There, you know, there, will, other, there, there will only be one Kobe Bryant, like with all due respect to Kobe Bryant, God bless his soul. Like dudes who got that type of work ethic, it, it it's not apparent in the NBA no more. Like we, uh, unless we don't see it, you get what I'm saying? Like Kobe, like you didn't need social media to know. Like yo, that man work ethic is because oh, everybody talks about it. So you know. At the same time, too, man. At the same time, too, Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant, but he's mm-hmm. not here. You know, say so he he passed away tragically. I understand that, but I mean, you know, you know, when it comes down to it, the whole basketball shit, it don't mean nothing. You know, because at the end of the day, like anybody else, something happens to you, gone, man. You know, it don't, it don't, none of this make, no, none of this don't mean nothing. But right. it, it's the the feeling that that people have for Kobe Bryant. That's what matters. You know, just like the feeling that we have for the Knicks. The feelings that we have for all of so all of, all of that is the only thing that, that really matters, man. All the other stuff that we that we talk about that's all just like bullshit, you know, for, for people to argue, man. But I mean, like when it comes down to it, the essence of all things, man, that it just it just really comes down to to, to what we believe in and all the, all these all these things. You know what I'm saying? All that shit is real. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. I shit. I remember when 2019 going into um 2020, my my right hand man got killed due to gun violence. And 
then like three weeks like like two two three weeks later it's my birthday it's my 30th birthday then kobe bryant passes away my aunt passes away like a week after i'm working in a hospital so now i'm dealing with the first wave of COVID, bruh and i can't see my moms i didn't see my moms and my pops and my family for like four months four or five straight months yeah so so who has the podcast talking about state you know man i hope state is doing good with, with him right is, is there a homeless man that's sitting in a tunnel doing a podcast about state's life right now talking about damn man i hope that guy's doing good while he's in a in a freaking um sewer sewer with um you know living in living off of off a of, uh you know free something that he found that he can get a little little um you know electricity so he could write that um do that podcast in the tunnel you get what I'm trying to say? Because that's what it is. To to, to Julius Randall, me that's that's me and you are freaking homeless and living in the in the tunnel. Yeah, I can't, I can't be I, I can't be mad I can't be mad at that. That man is making fifteen million a, million a year. That's why when people say, "Oh, Randall, he got a newborn baby," I done heard all types of excuses yeah. for him. I was saying that stupid shit too. <laughs> like he got a newborn. You 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 had newborn kids too. I'm pretty sure you ain't never had no complaint about going to work. I don't nobody ain't trying to hear that, especially from no black man in America. If so, I if my wife is pregnant right now, my, my foot gonna feel real good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be right out there back on the streets, you know, trying to get me another set of titties, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know? like people like try to you know downplay, you know, when people try to downplay like how you are as a fan like nah bro like i really took offense to that whole thumbs down shut the fuck up thing like i took offense to that like and i take offense to people who tell me to take offense to that because yeah. you're not paying the same bills that i'm paying we I, <laughs> they have no idea what you've been through you just said that story how many people know that story nobody all they know is whatever they think they know you know you know what i'm saying they don't know your struggle and stuff like that so excuse me excuse me sir you know? So it's, it's like, come on now. It, like I expect, I expect greatness from certain players when they produce certain things. Like when you make a fourth seed, and I see you making every jump shot like you're fucking Michael Jordan. The very next season, I expect for you to be consistent with that, not lag on defense and and, and slap laptops out of people's hands, and you yeah. know, not go to media set. Like how are you sending? Like we're in a we're in a one in ten stretch. You're sending the twenty-one-year-old RJ, mind you, he's averaging RJ's averaging like twenty-eight per game during the stretch. But we're losing every single game, so I can't even take. I, I can't even love the numbers from him. Yeah. So, so we're losing every single game. RJ's going crazy, and you're sending the twenty-one-year-old out to speak to the media after losses when you're the highest-paid player on the team. Where they do that at? Uh, Melo would never send Shumper to do a media session after a loss. Less of our stance. That is ridiculous. Smash those like like buttons on this on on this on this channel, please. But yeah. that is ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous, bro. And it, it, nothing about his game. Like I never disliked him as a human being. It's just you know I, I want to see consistency. Like okay, yeah. R.J. Barrett. Motherfucker, you average 14, you average 17, you average 20. So you're proving me right so far. Okay, next season, can I get 23 points on better efficiency at least? That's all I'm asking. Can I get some more leadership qualities from you? Because you've been quiet the last few few years. 
Yeah. You haven't been, you know, you've been Mook Morris and 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 Randall and all of those guys. You're the you're the highest paid player on the team now. Yeah. Right. That's not excuse Jalen Brunson either, because Brunson, the hundred million dollar man. <laughs> who might be the best Nick point guard in the past 20 years, no disrespect to Stephon Marbury because he was playing the bench, who is the first, you know, player in NBA history to receive a $100 million deal with no all-star ballots garnered. Um, Brunson needs to show up as well, but I I don't care about Brunson's box scores uh, as much as I do as RJ Barrett's. I got to judge them differently. Brunson, I'm judge. I'm judging him off of impact, and how many of these other guys he makes all stars, or make better. Yeah. In, in, in that situation, I'm gonna love Brunson. <laughs> I'm looking at a lot of. So I'm looking at Jay. Um, you know Jay Randall Ewing. You know he said. You know. You know. It's a bunch of stuff. I don't. I don't know. It's like <laughs> we just finished addressing that. You know. I, I. I like to. I like to. That, that's how I how I talk to my kids too. You know the way that I talk to, the, like this with the that's how I talk to my kids too. Because like I said, I can I can say all this stuff, you know, for for um for a, a reaction, but mm-hmm. it comes back down to okay, I got the reaction now. Did you get the lesson? You don't know, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, when people say stuff about like he, that it was good for him, give us thumbs down and stuff like that. You know, it's you know I mean like like are you putting people like this like this ahead of ahead of you? You know yeah. ahead of you know it's like you can't put these guys at pedestals like this. Nonsense. You know, it's it's, it's nonsense. I work 15. I'll probably work a 14-hour shift, 15-hour shift, yeah. and still got to wake up the next day for work at 3 p.m. I don't want to hear that garbage. I don't want to hear that. Is that um the real Kenny Payne? Wouldn't that be funny? It might be. It might be. He's your type of play. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you that we like. I'm trying to tell you we're the new media, man. The the um that's why you see these guys on um podcast now. You know. <laughs> How many podcasts have you seen Berman on? A lot. <laughs> I haven't seen him on any because I blocked him. <laughs> no, nah, I, I didn't block him. The only reason why I didn't block Berman because I'm toxic and Berman <laughs> is toxic. I mean, I could I, I, I vibe with Berman sometimes. <laughs> he was the last one I blocked because I was still holding on to Berman. That he was saying something. Shit, I was like, man, Berman, goodbye. Boop. <laughs> uh, it, no. It doesn't bother me what, what what those guys are, but you know, I try to. I I hope I love Brunson. Um, me personally, you know, I want to root for Brunson. You know, I, I hope Brunson have an All Star season. It's not possible we can. Uh, I present this to you, matter of fact. You know, it just came to my brain. I wanted to talk to this about this to you about like two weeks ago. Um, when I looked at Brunson, I thought about past um NBA teams and teams that had got a point guard and it elevated that other young talent around them. And I thought about the 2005 Suns and I thought about the 2004 Pistons. Um, I thought about the 2004 um, Pacers with Jamal Tinsley and those guys. Um, Pistons because of Chauncey Brillips. Uh, The 2005 Suns because of Steve Nash. Um, I think about what Drew Holiday did for Milwaukee uh, when you remove you know, bad point guard play and you put good point guard play in that position. So the sky's the limit for Jalen Brunson, man. His career right now is basically whatever he wanted to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's where it should be. You know, like, like I put this on the screen a little too long. You know, 
I was I was thinking about doing a, a rant, but I just I just said I already I already said what I need to say about. Excuse me about that because you know I mean we're talking about me, we're talking about you, but look at Pudge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what's um what's um better about Julius Randle's work ethic and everything that you want to say about him, um compared to Pudge, you know? So why why should we have why should somebody say oh you have no idea how hard Randle works? You don't know shit about Pudge. You don't know nothing about what Pudge is going through. How hard he has to work to get to where he got to be. Fact. You know what I'm so I'm not putting no 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 um no no guided no person that's playing a ch- a child's game you know for 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 generational wealth I'm not gonna put him in a higher uh you know uh regard than 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 a regular than myself you know we all yeah, equal when it when it comes down to it yeah I'm gonna keep it a buck with you Eru like yo he he gets Nick players no I'm not even gonna say just him Nick players of today. Like they get the most excuses I've ever heard. Like, and I'm just putting them all in one category, so I don't want to feel like I'm being biased. Um, we put Randall, Frank, RJ, and all of these guys. Like, when I talk to older Nick fans about Patrick Ewing, it's no excuses. They it's just straight basketball talk. You know what I'm saying? Like he missed the free, he missed the finger roll. So what? He's still a Hall of Famer. We put up so much, so many excuses for our players, bro. Like sometimes the basketball conversation can't even get through. We can't even get through the basketball conversation. Yeah, because you just fucking keep giving excuses. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to hear it anymore. Like Julius loves the city. Listen, this is New York City. Everybody loves New York City. Yes. Next, fuck out of here with that. I bet all you trying to say. Come on, do you know who loves the city? You know, nobody loves a city than in New York because none of us can afford to live here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, ass, right? Uh, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? No, can none, none of us um, um, could afford to live here. No, no. It's New York City rent. Are you talking about love the city? Randall could love the city. He make 15 million. I don't give a fuck if he loved the city. RJ Barrett, even if he making million, I don't give a fuck if any one of those guys love the city. Yo, yo, Julius Randle loves a city that I never that I never been to before because he's a, he's rich. He can go to anywhere in the world he wants to be. He could love a city I never heard of before. What does that mean? What does it mean? Come on, man. I, I like I, people. They try to defend him. I I know it's cool, but at the same time, he didn't do himself a favor in order to be defended. Like at least RJ and those other boys, they take they do themselves a favor. You you get what I'm saying? Like RJ, R, see uh, RJ is a funny dude. And I noticed he was funny because a couple days after Randall said, you know, the, the things with the fans and whatnot, RJ, he goes on the interview, what he says, Eru, you know, I love the fans. You know, I'm nothing without the Knicks fans. You know, I appreciate Come on. It's simple. simple. Come on. Look, look what he said here. Um, RJ almost got traded. Um, him and Randall going on, off this offseason watch for him. So, I mean, what, what are you trying to say? I, I just don't get it, you know? You know, like, like we got pop, we on a podcast, you know, like we're, we're talking about the Knicks and stuff. So obviously we care, we care about something about mm-hmm. that has to do with this team, you know. So I, I don't, I don't care about 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 that type of stuff, man. You know, I got my own name on my own jersey. You know, you make your own, you got your own stuff. You ain't worrying about none of that stuff. You know, it, it you know, I mean, it, people got it really messed up. People really got it messed up. That that's that's why it's necessary to um. To talk in a certain way, you know, like the way that we talk, we're giving it up, you know, we, we, we're all talking this way, just yep. just to put this bullshit to bed, put it to bed, man. I, I try to I try to always tell Nick fans like, I'm not a I'm not an RJ stand. I try to make that clear, like whenever I, like 
talk about the Knicks. Like, I'm not an RJ stand. I'm a Knicks stand. I stand the whole Knicks organization. Like, I stand the blue and orange. I don't stand just one player because you can't tell me to root for Jerome James. Yeah. So it's yeah, like I got to st- stop doing certain stuff like that. I hope Brenton can make RJ and Randall make sense in the star lineup. I hope so, too. Yeah, bring it back to a basketball conversation. This is what we should be talking about. I hope so too, because I, I, for me, it's not Brunson. It's more Thibodeau. I know Brunson can make it work. He does not mm-hmm. turn the ball over. He's good playmaker. Um, he played well without Luca, and he led his team to a fourth seed in the Western Conference. I take stock in that, especially in a in a real regular season where it was full stadiums. So yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I, I get you, man. I appreciate the super super chat, man. Definitely, absolutely, man. But I mean, this hawker criticism. This is what this is what it's all about. So I mean, like the the the. I'll say this to you: like the New York media crying to get into the room so they can ask the hard questions. All right, you know right. who's having a hard having a hard conversation? We are right now. You know, yeah. anything that these guys want to say in the in the thing is nothing. It's not going to be nothing to compare to what's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And they cannot have this conversation. That's true. And 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 listen, like. Um, CAA, and I respect you too, Jay Randall Ewing. Um, listen, CAA Mafia, like, <laughs> as far as, like, Devin Booker's concerned, like, I, I, I don't give a shit about Devin Booker. Um, when you call Jalen Brunson, whatever you said in that video, and Jalen Brunson proceeds to hunt you down and pick and rolls and in eight straight plays after that, and you down 40 in a game seven... When was the last time you seen a Hall of Famer down 40 in game seven in, in an elimination game? Braun, Katie, it, just name me a Hall of Famer or a great I'm, shooting guard. I don't even think T-Mac allowed that. I don't know. We're going to have to get one of those analytic guys that watch the game with a laptop in their hand. We're going to have to get one of those guys to tell us. I'm quite sure there's somebody out there, you know, but I mean – it is real. Yeah, that's like some you know, real shit. Yeah. Not for not 40 points, Eru. I, yeah. I didn't we didn't watch every single playoffs these past couple. Not 40 points in the game seven. No yeah. way, no how, bro. They got smoked, punked, <laughs> little man. It, it's a lot of other words I want to say. <laughs> but it's I, I'm good on the on, on Devin Booker. I'm good with my fa- foundation right now. Yeah, I like what we got going. Um, once again, I apologize to Leon Rose. Um, Danny Ainge was dealing in bad faith. Um, I want to see what these guys got, man. That's, that's why I wanted to talk a lot about Quentin Grimes today. Cause I want to see what he got. I know I called him Quentin, Frank, and Lakina Grimes. And I was being very disrespectful within the past couple of weeks, but it's granted. He yeah. averaged six, two and one, but you put up that picture earlier about the, Points per game jump. Let's see. I I, want to see. I really do want to see. And I pray for Randall that he's better because if he comes back better next season, that means we win in games. Yeah. RJ comes back better next season, we win in games. But could you imagine, you know, some of these guards here? We're talking about uh, Quentin Grimes. Imagine if Quentin Grimes really does make that that step. Maybe maybe not, you know, 20 points, but maybe if he makes a step with, damn, this motherfucker is a starter. You know, so that means that RJ's got to be the three. You know, and then you got Brunson, you got Julius, you got um, Mitch. You know what I'm saying? So, what what does that say about some of the other guys? It's de- definitely the dominoes will start going downhill with that. 
not just Quentin Grimes, though, that can make that list. Mitchell Robinson can make that list. Yeah, quite a few. Man, you quickly can make that list. Cam Reddish can make that list. Basically, every single young guy who got Obi Toppin can make that list. Basically, every single young guy who didn't play a lot of minutes the past few years, they could all make that list. So we I, we want to see it. I want to see it. Yo, shout out to um ran um you know Jay Randall you and another super chat. Um, you know, I I don't you know I appreciate you, man, but I don't think you get what we, what we're saying here because what were we saying earlier before he came on here? Like like um Randall could give us uh say 17, 8, and 3. And um that's that that if he's doing that, then we should be good. That because that means that things are are you know are being allocated now. You know, yeah. other people are contributing. So that means if, if Julius Randle is giving us 17, 8, and 3, that means Obi's playing. That means Jalen Brunson got the ball in his hands. That means RG Barrett done ascended. You know, so a lot of things that means a lot of things happen. You know? I, I could, I could, I, I feel like Julius Randle will average less points next season. So I, I don't really care about his box scores next season. I just want him to impact winning. Um, He could average fucking 12 points next season. I could care less, bro. Yeah. He's impacting winning. Is he rebounding like a monster? Is he pushing other people on the other team? Is he slapping laptops with the other assistant coaches' hands? That's what I want to see. Yeah, is he is he doing this on the court? Is he doing that? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. That's what I want to see. I I want to see I want to see Julius Randle, you know, not not doing this and not doing this, none of that, spitting on the on the floor. He was spitting all over the place. I I just want to see him engaged, not worrying about what we're saying. Cause because we 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 here for a reason. We love that we love the Knicks so much, you know what I'm saying? So it's not about him. You know, it's about like you said, it's about impact and winning, fam. You know, get 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 your shit in perspective. Get get your shit together. Get your mind right. You know, we all no matter what we say or whatever, it all comes down to can you impact winning? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that's all that matters, right? And yeah. yeah when, they, when they talk about the garden, it's like like the like hardest place to play, or or like it's the best place to play with a mecca. You're gonna find out. You're gonna yeah. find out what that means, y'all. If Julius Randle like like um could get that in his mind, like I, I don't know on uh, Randle if, if um if this is Randle himself here, or or if this is um like somebody that's related to him or something like that, or somebody that didn't get the message to him. Listen, man. Yo, if you can get your mind right and focus on your role, focus on the team, stick, keep it in house and stuff, man, you don't know what we'll do for you, man, out there. Yeah. You have no idea. Like you, you saw what we did against Atlanta in that first that um that first win. We was going crazy for that in that, that freaking game. Could you imagine if you guys were good like that and we go into the playoffs, man? It's gonna be a movie out there. Yo, he has a chance. <laughs> He has a chance to be an all-time Nick great, and he doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know it. Don't you want to live forever? Look at <laughs> fucking Clive Frazier, bro. <laughs> he doesn't. He, you don't need 2010 and 5. I don't need that from you at all. You showed me you can do that already. I need you to realistically, honestly, like his 2010 and 5 will be detrimental to the team. He needs to scale it back. When he scales it back, I promise you, Eru, we in the playoffs next year, he's scaling back. It's going to be a playoff series where he's averaging 25 and 13. It's going to be a playoff series. Easy. Absolutely. Easy. It's going to be another playoff series where Obi Toppin could be averaging at least 15 to 20 points. Damn. It's going to be that. But it's up to the fucking coach, bro. 
like this coach is really he's scary. <laughs> yeah. One one of the NBA finals that uh, with the Celtics, right? Uh for the old heads. I can't think of my man's name. But um, you know, uh Larry Bird didn't get the MVP when they won that year. You know, Mikhail didn't get the MVP that year. Robert Parrish didn't get the MVP. You know, Dennis Johnson didn't get the MVP. Uh it was, it was Cedric Maxwell. This a guy named Cedric Maxwell got the MVP that that year. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, at any given time, somebody is gonna be you you your name is gonna be called. And then when when it happens, how, how you gonna get there? You're gonna get that strength because we're gonna we're gonna be blowing the roof off that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like I said, you want to live forever. You want to talk about money? You know, oh look at they be hating on me. Look, I got a nice car. Look at the motherfuckers hating on me. Mitchell Robinson, get your shit together, bro. You know, you want to live forever? You know, there's cars and stuff like that don't mean nothing, man. You you um put yourself in infamy. You know, living um winning in New York City. You're gonna see. Yeah, that's a fact. You know how hard fans would cap for these dudes? And the dudes would be calling Mitchell Robinson the second best in the Nick history. A third best, my fault. I apologize to Willis Reed. I apologize to Willis Reed. But the third best center in Nick's history, they'd be calling Mitchell Robinson. As long as you win, people will find a way to cap for you if you're a Nick player. <laughs> but Nick, yeah. Nick fans chanted Jimmer Fredette's name, <laughs> right? We chanted, we chanted Frank Nilakina's name. Like, we're going to love you as long as we see a pulse on, I think it's mainly defense. It's not really offense. It's, it's defense. If you're, if it's mainly offense, you got to be special like Mellow. Yeah. You got to be like Mellow. But if you're not like Mellow, then you got to bring it on defense. And that's what, that's what we love, man. We love that hustle, that heart, that attitude, man. Yeah. Got to bring it. John Starks to this day, if John Starks ever come onto hot, uh, hard times, he can sleep on the couch right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if Patrick Ewing ever um, go bankrupt or something like that, yo, I got $20. What's your cash at, fam? I got you. You know what I'm saying? I got you. That's what it is. What it is. I'm quite sure millions of fans feel the same way, man. It, it, like, 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 um, you know, diehard Knicks fans, state of New York Knicks podcast, man. That shit means a lot to us, man. Yeah. Like I said, you went, you went through that shit through COVID. You know, I have my little problems and, and stuff too, you know, you know, throughout life in general, man. So, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, coming here to talk about the sports and stuff like that, when it comes down to it, it don't really mean nothing. But then again, it does. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully these guys, they all get it together. Hopefully Thibodeau really just, you know, just adjust, man. It's just, yeah. it just comes down to him. Like, we just had a beautiful conversation for over two hours of just, Thibodeau. Yeah, we, we can talk. We can keep talking. Yo, it's um, guard up next. We we was on um, rocking yesterday. Yo, why why we talked longer after after the pod was over than, than when we was than when we had the pod? <laughs> we was on the pod for an hour. And I think we talked like damn near uh, over an hour after after we um hit end. You know. Yeah, man. That's that's that that's the Nick stuff for you. <laughs> yeah, people don't understand. Like like I said, um, you know. You know, ran you know ran on Jay Randall Ewing. I hope you got a little perspective, man. This is different. This is different. You know, this is definitely different. This is not, you know, this is not Stephen A. Smith. You know, this is not like some you know crazy stuff. This is different. We different over here. So Tibbs gonna put like no plan that I would start Randall and Obi together, but at the same time, I would easily play them at least like ten minutes together the next season. Like I, I've been said, there was a lineup that I really loved and I really want the Knicks to play. And that lineup is, um, I believe it was Randall or Obi at the five, whoever you want to put at the four. It's Reddish at the three. 
Um, it's RJ at the two, and it's Quentin Grimes at the one. That's one lineup that I, I would love to see. Um, switchability if if everybody's locked in, and you know, it, it, it will be fun. They'll play fast. You can shoot a lot of threes. I'm, I'm confident in Obi Toppin's um, three point shot. Um, Obi Toppin shot, I believe, like eight percent in like his first month of last season from three. Brought it up to 14%. And then he brought it up and tied Julius Randle and Julius Randle's three point percentage at 30. It's near 31%, but I think it's 30.8. So, yeah. you know, I believe in Obi Toppin's uh, uh, shot. I believe in Quentin Grimes' shot. Um, he shot 41% on catch and shoot threes. Um, Cam Reddish shot 50, 50% on corner threes last season. And I believe he shot 40% plus from three on catch and shoot threes. So the sky's the limit. It's the sky's the limit. It's, it's just on Tibbs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. You, you know, even, you know, Fournier, respect to Fournier. You know, if uh, Fournier is, is um, open, I, I believe in him. You know, yeah. I believe in his ability. You know, not, yeah. not for, you know, not for like 40 minutes, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, within a role, you know, with the role within the team, I believe, I believe in what he can do in, in a role. I, I feel like, the, the problem I have with – and I feel like Evan Fournier can have a role on the Knicks too, but then it's like we still have Derrick Rose. And I know Thibodeau is not going to bench Derrick Rose for nobody. He's not going to bench him for Jesus. He's not going to bench him for the Noah or the Ark, God. He's not benching Derrick Rose. Like, it's, it's quiet for that. Like. Yeah. So, like, Evan is the guy that I look at, but Evan is ser- serviceable too. And somebody asked him, like, what would he be in my rotation? I would put him situational. Um, if I need a guy to get hot to come off the bench, I would have Evan Fournier play. But it comes to Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish being him out. It's it's not even up to me no more, man. I, I didn't cap for Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish the whole fucking summer. Man. It's yeah. about to be training camp, so. It's time to it's time to go. You know we we don't we don't like I said we don't we don't shed blood <laughs> literally on all these conversations, man. So you know we don't did it already, man. All summer people people like the clowners too. Say, man, yeah, but ain't no games. Why 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 y'all always talking? To, whatever. Listen, man. Like we did a lot of talking. It's time for these guys to play now. You know. So you know let let the let the cream rise, man. You know let let who, let whoever's supposed to be there. You know. Let the let them um do what they do. The cream rise to the top. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to Randy Savage, man, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Yeah, elite promos. And and last thing um, is CAA Mafia. He's definitely right, and I got that same ideology when it comes to like culture and in, in professional basketball. I never believe that the coach makes the culture. I never believe that the management makes the culture. I believe that it's the players, and everybody else falls in line. For example, like Stephen Curry. He's Golden State. Like the culture starts with him. He's very unselfish. He does not need to play on ball. He's not ball dominant, which is f- f- crazy to me. Um, he could play on ball, off ball, but he's a wholesome player. You just gotta love Curry, and that's their culture. So when I look at the Knicks, you know who sets the culture. Yeah. Now next season, I gotta look at RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. I'm not really looking at Randall to set no culture because I know that's not his role. He should never be nobody who you want setting your culture. He should be somebody that's following the culture. 
somebody who's riding along the bus. Yeah. No disrespect to him, but that that's what I see for him. So hopefully RJ and, 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 and Brunson, they, they got to show up, man, big time. Yeah, for how great Curry is, man. You you see him getting getting on guys, you know, you know, he's doing yeah. the work. So listen, I'm working, man. So you guys gotta work too. But if he sees that they're not working, you've seen Curry blow up plenty of times, you know, like oh, yeah. crazy, you know, yeah. out of character blowing up, you know, because sometimes you just need to do that. Like like I said, like like you know, people people see me acting a certain way or whatever, but there's a there's a reason behind it. Cause I mean, like you can go crazy or whatever, but there's a message behind some something that I'm saying. You know, so I mean, there's a way to to get the point across. So many different ways, man. But you know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what culture. That's what culture is about. That's why I like. That's why I like. I, I still like blame thirty for for a lot that happened last season. Because when you're the best player, like you set the culture. Like the culture was kind of messed up. Yeah. Because like you, you're, you're complaining and you're whining. Look and, at this shit. I mean, you know, we I, I, we always posting this picture. Look at the score. That shit. <laughs> Look at this the winning, fam. Like, come on, bro. Like, you yeah. cannot be that stressed. It was a but tough was game, a- too. That was a tough game, and this is what how how the energy was is at the end. It's like, you know, come I on. think I, I think that 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 game. I think he went like one for four or something like that. I, I think he played horrible on offense. Yeah, he did. But I think every everything else. I think he had like sixteen rebounds, eight assists, like a block, two still. Look at the twenty. My twenty-one year old. Should not be looking at the twenty-seven-year-old like, "What the fuck is going on with you, bro?" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a disconnect. It's definitely a disconnect with that. So, I mean, that—that's what guys need to focus on. Don't worry about whether if somebody's hating on you and all this other stuff, or or you don't know how hard he works. You're gonna know. You're gonna see how hard he works. Listen, man, get off of that bullshit, man, and just 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 get your shit together. Yep. Just play play ball, man. Come on. Yep. So I'm 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 officially like done with the donovan talks um i'm done with you know stuff that happened this past summer shout out to ralph what's yep. up brody um it's time to move on uh i don't think the knicks are going to make another move within the next two weeks uh we got training camp coming up so i'm pretty sure me and you is going to be putting that foot on the on the speed gas speed pedal real soon um so let's see let, let's see. Um, I think the one biggest story, I want to know what's your biggest story out of training camp before training camp. And, and mine's is um, Randall's a bit too much in a photo. <laughs> That's funny. My Mine's is Quinn Grimes and Cam Reddish. Uh, what's happening there? I, I, I got to see it. So You're talking about question marks for the season? So no question marks for like training camp, like the, well, training the camp. instant okay. like question like your first question for training camp mine's is like Quentin Grimes and Cam Reddish yeah what the fuck what are we doing with that yeah. my, my big question is is um is Jalen Brunson for real that's my Ooh. thing is he, is he for real what I mean what I mean by that is just like you know he, he comes from that winning winning in Villanova and they, and they got like you know they, there's a mystique about him you know whatever we finally got a point guard here everybody's so happy about that we finally got a point guard now we got him now once the ball goes up i want to i want to see we're gonna know really really quick oh first game yeah definitely by, <laughs> by, the, by the end of the first quarter we're gonna know everything we need to know <laughs> yeah 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 you know what's crazy somebody said somebody said to me on twitter yo state you can't overreact to the first preseason game <laughs> I said, yo, listen, motherfucker. 
You don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what you're talking about here, man. First of you, all. You, you, you new to this, man. Yeah. You know how the Knicks season going <laughs> yeah. from, like, the first game of the real regular season, from the first five games, mm-hmm. or the first ten games. Matter of fact, I'm going to say the first ten games, you'll know how the Knicks season is going, but you'll know how the rotations is going from preseason on. So I'm going to be overreacting the preseason. Because I, I, I want to see. I, I really want to see, bro. Like, I, I want to see. Yeah. So th- this is my last time I'm going to say something. To you. I'm, I'm about to. I appreciate you coming in and stuff like that. But, yo, uh, greatest um, power forward in Nick history. Uh, you know, just right off the bat, you know, like, um, you know, you can say you can say Charles Oakley. Right. Another person, too. Um, you want to talk about um, stats and stuff. Bob McAdoo. So I don't even got to say nothing else. You got another guy in the rafters. His name is Dave DeBusher. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Yeah. Oh, he being disrespectful then. Hey, now, now you know, I, I appreciate, you know, the, the super chats <laughs> and hanging out with us and stuff. Come back. I appreciate it. You know, hit the thumbs up and stuff and, and all that. And, you know, subscribe too so you can know when we're coming on and all this. But come on, man. You, you're talking to Knicks fans. You, you ain't talking to a bunch of um, bunch of uh, casuals. <laughs> casuals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I'm excited. But I just named. I just he said take. He said take your time. Take your time. He named five guys better than my Julius Randle. You know. I just named. Oh, the oh come on, man. This, you see what I said earlier about when Nick fans cap for Nick players. Yeah. This is a prime example. Yeah, yeah. So when I when we said like Randle literally has a chance to, <laughs> you see it right there. Randle has a chance to be. A Nick legend, like literally. Yeah, we've done said that so many times. So I don't know why he's saying that. We said it so many times. Literally, he's just emotional and he plays soft. Yeah. <laughs> so would you would you want me to say like you want me to cap for him and, and say 2010 and five? No, the, the, those are bullshit numbers. And I and he knows like I don't take no stock into the almighty fourth seed. So since I don't take stock into that season, I disregard those numbers. From every single Nick player from that season. I don't, I'm, you could ask Eru on count to count on his hands how many times I brought up RJ Barrett shooting 40% from three that season. Yeah. Come on. Let me, let me pull something I, up. I, I already devoted a whole pot to this already, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm, I'm going to put this on the, on, the, on the screen just, just for perspective, you know? You know, don't don't you want to don't you want to live forever? You know, don't, that's that's what that's what I keep saying. You want to live forever? You think you this? You think you that? But I mean, like, look, th- this is um Nick's retired numbers, yo. You know, Dick Barnett. You know, Dick Barnett, fifteen points. Um, you know, in six hundred games and two time champion as a Nick. You know, what I'm saying sixteen points per game, nine seasons with the Knicks, two time NBA champion. Dick McGuire, eight points, five um assists. You know what I'm saying? These guys, these those numbers there, th- those are not uh 2010 and 5. Nope. You know, but what what is greatness to you? What does it mean to be great? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get your shit together, man. Cut the bullshit. You're not talking to no no to no fucking casuals, man. Yep. And yeah, it's crazy like how you could be a Nick Law and average eight points. Yeah. <laughs> you you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's never about the points. Like even Willis Reed, 19 points, 13 rebounds. I think Julius Randle for his Nick past four years has been 2010 and five. 2010 and five was objectively better than 19 points and 13 rebounds. But winning, 
Yo, look at Bill Bradley, fam. Twelve point four points per game in his numbers in the rafters. Come on. You want to talk? About, you want to talk about greatness? What we think what greatness is? This is this is greatness here. Champion, two-time champion. You know, let let's 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 um put things in proper perspective, man. You you we don't we got to mention number thirty-three. Yeah, you ain't got no championships, but I mean, if you want to talk about it, fifteen seasons, any uh, fifteen seasons for for the Knicks. You know. Um, he, we don't even got to speak for that. It's just, what, like, who do you want to be, right? Like, we have a chance right now, like, you got a collection of, of young talent and, and you got a guy who's in his prime, dead smacked in his prime, 28 years old and Randall. You got a guy who's also entering his prime in, in Jalen Brunson. You got a chance right now to, like, really do something special. Um, even with, with RJ Barrett and those young guys, can you imagine if these guys was to win a chip next year, those young boys, and 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 what all of their numbers would be retired? Are you shitting me? They, they don't they you wouldn't even have to play another game, you would eat free in the city for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we'll see, man. We'll see if it's about winning. Cause it, it, the reports also said like Thibodeau was trying to make Julius Randle pass the ball more, but Kenny Payne was bumping up Julius Randle's ego, saying that you were still a man. So I need to see, was Thibodeau really telling Randle, pass the fucking ball, speed the offense up? Was he trying to coach him up, or was Randle being defiant? We will see this season. We will see. A lot of narratives will be put to bed this season, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, man. So I think I think we need to stop because <laughs> we're gonna go another two two and a half hours, and then we'll be five hours in. Yeah, we, yeah. Because now they're getting in the wall. Clyde Frazier should be a top five Nick all time. And yeah, we got you, you got to put up the the Stitcher, the Apple Podcast, the Google Play, so they know where to find, so where to find us. Um, iHeartRadio, Player FM, tune in. Um, Amazon Alexa, uh, Spotify. Um, of course, Apple, Pat, Apple Podcast, again, you can walk in your crib and say, oh, can y'all play Die Hard State of Mind? It will definitely <laughs> pop up on your Alexa. Yeah. It, you know, uh, appreciate Nick fans, man. Y'all guys is is a, a great fan base, and it's none like no other, <laughs> honestly. And shout out, I hope that's the real Kenny Payne. I hope that's yeah, that the would real be Because <laughs> If that's the real Kenny Payne, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. <laughs> yeah, hit hit. If that's real Kenny Payne, hit hit us up in the DMs, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you he, know. Yo, shout out to Kenny Payne. He said that. Remember, he said that ill stuff about um Dolan and stuff like that about yeah. him going to, you know, um to uh, Louisville. You know, it was yep. a big big. That was a big thing that he said there about the you know the reason yep. why he went there and the blessing that he got from from Dolan from Dolan. Shit. And and it's crazy because Dolan told him. All the right things, like he told him everything somebody would want to hear. Like, ain't you the highest paid assistant in basketball? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ain't you in the biggest market in America? Like, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> and you know, Kenny Payne broke it down to him, and and the fact that like I felt like it was genuine that Kenny Payne said, like Dolan like shed a tear and, and stuff like that, because that tells me um Dolan has compassion. It's the same dude that paid for Tyson Chandler to go see his grandmother. But she was sick back in the day, and we paid for a private plane for him to leave games and go see his grandmother. Like, this is the same guy that re signed Carmelo Anthony. Like, 
Come on now. Salute the fake Kenny. Salute, salute, salute. One, one, one last thing. I got. I got to keep saying it. You said, "Listen, y'all, y'all gonna be wrong." How you're not listening? You're not listening because I'm. Yeah, I'm saying, look, listen. Uh, one more time for for the people in the back, right? Uh, look, look at Dick McGuire. Uh, if averages he averaged eight points and, and five assists. You know, in 530 games, didn't win no championships. You know, you know what I'm saying. Look at look at Dick McGuire, 12, uh, 15 points. Look at um uh, Bill Bradley. If if Julius Randle averaged 12 points per game and we win a championship, this motherfucker could be up here. That's a fact. Jersey retired and all. <laughs> Jersey retired. That motherfucker could average 13 points next season. Is he passing the ball? Because literally, if he could change his mindset, it's just a mindset change. Yeah, quick. Just a click. Quick, click. Oh, wait. I don't got to shoot the ball 20 times. I could just goon everybody. And just all I got to do is just play defense yeah. and just cut to the rim and, and pick my spot. Oh, shit, I could do this. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I could do this. I don't need to see Randall pushing Cam Johnson and we lose in a game winner. Yeah. The fuck is that? I remember yeah. that day. Yeah, get it together. Like, you don't got to bust your ass. We, we can still win by 30 and you play a team game. Yeah, come on. It happen. Come on. It, it could definitely happen. I mean, people say it couldn't happen for Melo, but they want Melo to pass it to Jeremy Lin and Tony Douglas. I'm telling you, that's a whole nother two hours. Yeah, like, yeah let's get out of here. Yo, I'll holla at y'all, man. Evil, man. I appreciate, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt, man. Good, good. I'm um, hanging appreciate out with you again, man. Definitely. Yeah, peace, y'all. I'm, try, I'm trying to find the freaking and, and broadcast one. There you go. All right, y'all. Peace, man. Good to see you guys. Peace and love.